Salutations. Welcome to Podmortem. I'm Renee Hunter-Vasquez, joined as always by my co-host, my husband, and my brother. Hi, I'm John Paul Vasquez. Hi, I'm Travis Hunter. This week, we're recording live from a very suspicious commune discussing the 2013 found footage horror anthology, VHS 2. This film was written and directed by various people that I will credit on their individual short films and was created by Brad Miska and Bloody Disgusting. VHS 2 is the second installment of the VHS franchise, once again highlighting a variety of horror directors and writers. This film was recommended to us by friend of the show, Kat. Kat is one half of the fantastic podcast, Girl That's Scary. If you love horror and you love to laugh, give them a listen if you haven't already, and don't forget to subscribe. Follow Kat on Instagram as well, at Danny the Kid with two N's and two D's. Thanks, Kat. So, what did you guys think of VHS 2 the first time you saw it? I think we watched this one together and the rest of them, right? I think so. I'm almost positive right? that we did. I was trying to remember because as I was watching, I was like, I don't, we must have. I think yeah. I'm, I'm very sure that we did. Because I remember us watching them and talking about them, like having yeah. fun, uh-huh. poking fun at them or whatever. Basically us? this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No way. But uh, I do remember liking it, but I couldn't remember how much I liked it. Right. So watching it for the show, I feel I like this one maybe a little more than the first one. I don't think you're alone. All yeah, right. I'm. I will flat out agree yeah. with you. Um, yeah, <laughs> without a doubt. I I think that the deal for me was that there were parts. <laughs> I don't want to be a dick. There were parts of the first film that I actively hated. Same. Right. Yeah. I don't think there was anything in this film that I hated. No, for me there are a couple eye rolly parts. Yeah. Fair. But I was. Mad. I was mad <laughs> <laughs> on some of the parts of the first VHS. Yeah. I was pretty frustrated. I didn't feel that way this time. No, and I think that the thing for me is that not only, first of all, I love, we all know everyone at the table loves the Blair Witch Project. Oh, yeah. Of course. So to have one directed by Eduardo Sanchez uh-huh. in this is great. Yeah. But the real standout, man, Safe Haven mm-hmm. segment, you better preach, is one of the greatest anthology segments i've ever seen in anything yeah and so that already ticks this movie above number one just on that basis alone definitely to piggyback on what you said john paul i obviously did like this one better than the first one even the first time i watched it Mm -hmm. but i haven't revisited it in a while right and safe haven was such a standout for me that it overshadowed the rest of the... I genuinely did not remember a lot of any of Me the other either. stories. So revisiting it, I'm like, these are good. I mean, not all of them are great. Right. But there's a couple of them, one in particular that I really, really liked besides Safe Haven. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, man, I can't say enough about Safe Haven. <laughs> I was like, while I was watching this and thinking about it in the context of the show, I'm like, this one may break my scale i don't know how to factor this into the to the overall rating <laughs> it makes it so difficult that it's a part of an anthology <laughs> right because you're can like I just alone? Grade you alone yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i i feel like you can kind of tell they learned from their mistakes from vhs mm-hmm. and they really tried to fine tune oh, yeah what they were going to do for this one because first of all the runtime oh yeah oh, grateful. No, much better yeah grateful and for the runtime it's one story less if i'm not mistaken yeah and so they're like, look, that was a little bloated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Admittedly so. Let's uh, trim it back a little bit. And the fucking turnaround. VHS 1, I think, debuted in January of 2012. 
this debuted in January of 2013. God yeah, damn. Okay. So, like, that's, and you don't feel it. It doesn't feel rushed. No. no. It just it feels like they did the exact same thing before. Yeah. Let's get some filmmakers together that want to make some horror mm-hmm. shorts and get going. Which I love. Yeah. Yeah. I also read in an interview, I think it was We Got This Covered, it was Wingard and Barrett from this film. They have a couple segments. But they had said they had cu- just come off of making the film You're Next. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I still Which, haven't seen that. I love that film. Barbara Crampton's in it. Um, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but they said that the idea with VHS 2 is they wanted to make something fun. Mm-hmm. Because they admitted they're like, VHS is not really fun. <laughs> no. Like when you look at the subject matter and a, a uh, lot of the... You mean the sexual assault? Well, yeah, that's okay. not. Yeah. That's not. Like, Maybe if it's a bunch of chads or something watching <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it's but, fun yeah. for them. Yeah. And, but and let's call not, it what it is. And yeah. fuck them forever. Exactly. But, yeah. but they're exactly right. And I feel like that's the thing I can take away from this is that VHS 2 is just more fun. Mm-hmm. It is. No, I, I, I agree. And I, like you said, I don't hate any of it. No. no. There is a couple things I dislike, but not like to the part where it's like, oh, fuck this movie. <laughs> yeah. You know, but it but it is it is way better than the first one. Mm-hmm. Now, before we pop this film into the VCR, we would like to issue a warning for spoilers. Podmortem is a very in-depth podcast. And in thoroughly discussing horror films, we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two. If you don't wish to be spoiled, please go watch the film, then come back and enjoy the show. If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers, then let's press play. So over the logos, we hear a tape being loaded into the VS. VSR into the VCR, <laughs> which is cool. Yeah, I'll agree. But the screen says that a VHS is loading and the film opens properly as it gives way to someone filming a couple holding hands and going into a motel room. Through the curtains, we see them immediately start to make out as the person continues to film them and is breathing like Michael Myers. Yes. I was like, why is he breathing like that? <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell? Yeah, I'm a little concerned. <laughs> I was like, oh, we got a watcher. Here we go. Breathing very loud. Right out the gate. But the cameraman clearly makes his way up to the window to film the woman's breasts up close and personal. Mm. Of course. It was the the most HD shot in the entire thing. (laughs) (laughs) Like, But it's quickly thwarted by a a maid that catches him, calls him out, and then runs away, which she did everything right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The guy in the motel room, now naked, runs out. They just like got fucking down to business immediately. Yes, they did. But he runs out and chases the cameraman away, demanding that he give him the camera. So here's the deal. If I'm not mistaken, the man that hangs Dong in the window (laughs) is the writer-director Simon Barrett of this segment. (laughs) And so to me, I was like, it feels a little weird that the person who wrote and directed this is like, well, I'm going to get a proper handful. Yes. Right. And I'm also going to show my wiener. And here, <laughs> like, and here I am. Isn't that? I don't know. I thought also, that was strange. Yeah. Let me make it clear. This is the frame story. Tape 49 written and directed by Dong Hing and Simon, <laughs> Simon Barrett. <laughs> so the cameraman does not give the camera back. He gets into his car and sets the camera up on his dashboard to face him and takes off as the naked man hits his car. And he's Larry, played by Lawrence Michael Levine. He's just out. He was just out in the open. When that <laughs> oh, lady yeah. Him. He needs. Like, did, oh, the, the, yeah, uh, the dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awful. Did we not learn anything <laughs> from Leslie Vernon about stalking? Apparently not. Well, no, no, we didn't. Get, send he him, didn't. Send him that film. Yeah. <laughs> Take a lap. It's on Shutter. <laughs> not, not, not paid. <laughs> not sponsored. No. But we cut to him on the phone later 
being driven by his girlfriend, Aisha, played by Kelsey Abbott, talking to the man he was filming at the motel. He tells him to come up with a counter offer because if he shows the footage to motel guy's wife, she's going to stop paying him. (laughs) So like immediately you're like, okay, he's a piece of shit, right? I said at the top that they learned from their mistakes, but (laughs) 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 they literally cast another asshole in the lead of the fucking frame story. So it's basically like whatever happens to you, that's that's fine. Don't care. Yeah. But after Larry tells him to add $300 to take care of the dent he left in the car, he says to come up with the figure by tomorrow or the footage is going to his wife and then he just hangs up. That's blackmail, right? Yeah. Correct. Okay. <laughs> just making sure. Pretty sure that's a crime, but you know. Aisha asks what's next for them and Larry tells him about a woman who's hiring them to find her son, Kyle. He's apparently missing. He hasn't been to classes in a week and he won't answer her phone calls. And Larry is like, let's rack up expenses basically and drag the shit out because she's paying a thousand dollars a day. Well, I mean, that is a lot yeah. of money. <laughs> <laughs> she's trying to find her son. Like, yeah. you're an asshole. He is. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, but it is a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they pull up to Kyle's house with their handheld camera and like another hidden camera, I guess. Yeah, there's cameras everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. I was a little confused. There's a lot of moments at the start that I'm like, I'm unsure that we need to tape this. Yeah. Right. At least with VHS, the first one, they seem to just tape everything. Right. Here, it's like... Yeah, you're right. This is supposed to be for their job. Yeah. So, yeah. And they even angle it to get certain shots. I'm like, are you selling this? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't think Larry would want on camera that he's like, pay me more yeah. <laughs> fair but they said that they don't have a key to get in but kyle's mother told them they'd be able to get in using a broken window in the back of the house so it was like okay i would already feel like i'm being set up yeah oh yeah right this oh, is yeah. very very sketchy like immediately and you didn't check his house why are we going to his house yeah you're his I don't mother know. It's, weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird but they were blinded by that $1,000 a day. As I would have been. Right. <laughs> I'll do whatever you want. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But they go to the back window and Larry takes out a crowbar and starts to pry it open. So th- he, this dude's just ready for anything. They hear a thud inside and he... and Wait, wasn't the window supposed to be broken? Yeah, but then they just open it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not broken if you have to use a crowbar. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. I meant unlocked. <laughs> yeah. Wait, no, they're using a crowbar. His, mo- his mom has no She's idea what's going on. She doesn't even know her son's name. Right. <laughs> But they hear a thud inside and he uses the light from the camera to check the room, but it's empty. He says it's just an old house, but Aisha's concerned that there's someone inside because clearly there's someone inside. <laughs> <laughs> that that wasn't like a normal no, house settling yeah. sound. No, but Larry says that he wants to talk to whoever's in there if there is somebody in there and he opens the window up the rest of the way. But I'm like, Wait, maybe go <laughs> ring the door. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm sorry. But if somebody comes in my house through the window, I'm not looking window, to talk. Yeah, Can no. we talk, please? But they climb inside and take a look around the house. And in the living room, they find a bunch of TVs stacked on top of each other with static. I like that visual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not as many as the first movie. but No. no. <laughs> Still enough, He's it was effective. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't afford that many TVs yeah. yet. Maybe my mom could. <laughs> but there's an open laptop in front of the stack of TVs. While Aisha checks it out, Larry continues to look around and he finds what appears to be a fresh drop of blood on the wall. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's still wet. There's time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Touches it and checks. Yeah, I feel it. And his 
warning to Aisha is so lacking to me. What do you mean? He's just like, you've got your gun, right? Oh, yeah. And she's like, yeah. yeah. He's like, hey, I found some fresh blood on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Just be aware that there might be a bleeding human in the house. No, uh, she's got her gun. She's fine. All right. I'll I'll bring it up later. But I even I was like, they're together. I was like, you don't seem very. No, no. I, I feel like they could. It would play better if they were just coworkers. Right. Because. Yeah. It. You're right. It it yeah, doesn't yeah, ring no. true, but yeah. After confirming that she does have her gun, he tells her to stay there and pull anything that they can use from the computer. Which how would she know? But she's take the, the computer. Then. She's yeah. the hacker. Of we've, the group. Already, <laughs> we've already broken in. Yeah. Just, yeah. You're right. right. She turns around. She's just Rami Malek with the <laughs> fucking hoodie on. <laughs> but she, <laughs> he gives her a camera and says to record everything. Because now we learn that that was part of the mom's deal as well. Yeah, that was not established. You never said that. But he leaves to check if there's anyone else in the house. On the computer, Aisha sees the video of the men from the first VHS. Remember when they assaulted the woman on the street and pulled up her shirt? Mm -hmm. But she clicks out of it. I like them putting in something from the first VHS. I don't love that that's what they chose. Yeah. Fair point. I think that they could have made a better tie-in. I don't know if this is what they were going for. Right. Is this kid one of those kids? Because he seems like all those kids seemed like a bunch of silver spoon assholes. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And so it would make sense that his rich mother is looking for him. I didn't even put that together. That's what I would. Honestly. Because I'm like, why else would that be on his computer unless he's just watching it from because they were selling those videos anyway. That's why I feel like those guys from the first one were into some weird video shit and i think that this kid is into some weird video shit so there's like a venn diagram of weird video <laughs> shit they they should have had one asshole getaway in I, vhs I, yeah i agree that it's would be cool this dude and he's caught up with all the videos that he stole from the house or something mm-hmm. that would be cool and then now this group is looking for him for his mother right but instead it's just like i was also watching that I, yeah crime on <laughs> on my computer yeah, I, the, oh, that's all I, I was like. Oh, the dickheads from the first movie. Yeah. yeah. I was like, uh, oh, cool. Maybe even a scene, just like a small scene from one of the shorts. Anything. Yeah. yeah. I don't, it didn't even have to be from the frame story. No. no yeah. They just picked the worst thing to show. They yeah. did. But they were like really proud of that shot because remember in the credits, they kept playing oh, it yeah. over and yeah. over. They really liked that. Over I, that great song. Yeah, it was a good song. <laughs> <laughs> But Larry looks through the bathroom and goes to the bedroom to find a bare mattress, another staticky TV, and another pile of VHS tapes. In the living room, Aisha finds a video that Kyle, played by Elsie Holt, made. And he's got like bruises on his face. And he's showing a VHS tape that he got. He says he got it from a guy who's not usually the type of guy that does business with them. But he thinks that this guy is worth checking on in the future. (laughs) Just a bit convoluted. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. Who are you making this for? I don't <laughs> but, know. Okay. His mom. Yeah. Right. <laughs> In the bedroom, Larry finds a blow-up doll underneath the bed. I hope that doll was crying because yeah, it was, really. I didn't even notice. Oh that. no, yeah. The I, face ew. was the face was quite wet. Yeah. <laughs> I I <laughs> I noticed I that too. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, let's just get out of yeah. here. That's, this yeah, isn't worth. No, not worth. I'm not taking the job. <laughs> no. <laughs> But back on the video in the living room, Kyle says that one of the tapes he got was the real thing. He holds it up to the camera and Aisha pauses the video as she notices that exact same tape sitting in front of the TV. Like, what are the odds, right? Yeah. Hmm. It's not a trap. No, right? not at all. Um, 
And among the VHS tapes in the bedroom, Larry sits the camera down while he's reading through like these handwritten journals that are on the table. Mm -hmm. But as he does so, we see someone move in the background behind him. Mm -hmm. I mean, we already knew. We we heard it too, Larry, okay? We also watched VHS. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But back in the living room, Aisha loads up the tape, which is marked only with an X. She sets down the camera and sits down in front of the TV and we see someone behind her start walking into the room and then it cuts off. Well, she frames herself perfectly. She does. And yeah. Then, <laughs> she does. That always makes me laugh in found footage. It's like, don't, yeah. don't follow the no. rule of thirds. But, but these were, they were like really creaky steps. Yeah. You didn't hear them? Oh, no. It was loud as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that static is just. <laughs> not even really enough into to this. just like moot, turn around or look. Nope. Nothing. Just. Nope. No. Something's behind me. It's we cool. have to find out what's on this tape, which has nothing yeah. to do with the reason we're here. But we have to know what's on this tape. I think, again, as much as I hated the frame story of the first VHS, they had a better reason to be watching. To the be tapes. watching them, yeah. yeah. There's no reason here. No. Except I saw a weird video that means nothing. They're like a thousand dollars a day. I'm watching all of That's these, true. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll put it on the tab. Mm-hmm. So now we launch into the first segment, Phase One Clinical Trials, written by Simon Barrett and directed by Adam Wingard. The screen goes blue and gives way to static. And then finally, we come up on a hospital with the doctor looking directly down at us with a bright light. After performing a quick vision test, we learn that we're seeing through a prosthetic camera eye. Mm -hmm. We're in the view of Herman, played by Adam Wingard, as Dr. Fleischer, played by John T. Woods, tells him that his uninjured eye is now competing with the new implanted one. But things will get back to normal and his vision is going to return. Quite a bit of exposition a lot. <laughs> up top. <laughs> but he says until it does go back to normal, he might see glitches. And in fact, since the transplant is so rare, they've included a recording device inside the implant to take note of the glitches that Herman's going to experience. So Herman looks at himself in the mirror and one of his eyes does look kind of like robotic. Right. And I thought it looked cool. Mm-hmm. I saw in an interview with Adam Wingard that he actually was wearing a legitimate contact lens. Oh, wow. And he said it was fucking painful. I bet it was. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not because they very easily could have just done CG. Right. To make his eye look yeah. terminator or whatever. Yeah. 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 No, but, but it instead, looks cool and it yeah. doesn't no, it look does. like it overly crazy or anything. Yeah. And I do have to commend the editing work because... He's obviously, the camera is meant to be in his eye. Right. Right. But you don't see any kind of camera in this shot. No, you're right. Yeah. They apparently filmed this twice with like tracking marks on the mirror so they know where to cut and splice and composite the scenes together. So you have one with him filming with the camera, one with just him. Wow. Uh, Yeah, no, they did a great job. It's pretty smart. Yeah. But Herman asks what happens when he wants private time. And the answer to that is simple. He does not get private time. (laughs) The device cannot be turned off until the end of this trial period. But the doctor says that being monitored is a small price to pay for having access to this implant at all. Can he just close his eye when he poops? Yeah, I was thinking the oh, same yeah. thing. Like, I don't know. Why That's he's literally thinking. putting the cover right, over the camera. Or something. <laughs> he's like, yeah. no, <laughs> we will see it's everything. Like, no, we would like to. Uh, we also see took it. your yeah, eyelids. <laughs> <laughs> that was the second part of the operation. <laughs> but they schedule up a follow up appointment and Herman leaves. And on his way out, he passes a woman with red hair and a side shave who stares at him, like even turns around to look at him when he's trying to leave. Mm -hmm. I wonder if we'll see her again. Probably not. I doubt it. 
But after getting dropped off at home, Herman settles in to play video games and he puts his controller down once we hear his tea kettle start whistling. So just a couple things here. One, nice place. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's I, stupid how... Unbelievably nice place. Nice. Yeah. Do we know what he does? No. no. He gets no. eye yeah. surgery. <laughs> I'm mad. <laughs> I'm mad like I was in paranormal activity. Like yeah. you, have, you have no business okay. having this home. So whatever happens to him, I don't care. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> the second thing is that the game that he's playing, I saw in the credits, was designed by a guy called Chris Wingard. Oh, I love it. So I'm assuming it's like his brother. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Um, I'm not against robot body parts, uh-huh. but maybe let somebody else test it to make sure it works before First, you... Yeah. yeah. I'm... Yes. You know... <laughs> I mean, I, I can't, there's, there is no reason why a human trial is first. No. Well, yeah. I mean, in all fairness, cause I do love the animals, but I feel like you can, I don't need that. Yeah. Well, I feel like maybe he didn't have to pay for it the way that the doctor kind of talked know, about but... it. It's like, look, this is a small price to pay for being able to have it. Right. I'm not paying for this fucking implant. And also you're testing it on me. Yeah. You, you yeah. don't get both. Yeah. No. And he could afford it. So. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> he spent all the yeah. money on the house. Oh yeah. But he gets his tea and then comes back to find that the controller isn't where he left it. It's on another table. Suddenly there's a loud crash in the kitchen. So he sets his tea down and goes back into the kitchen to find that the kettle is now thrown on the floor. (laughs) So this is more than just seeing things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Because even, you know what? Even going on later, this doesn't, none of this makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry, but you clearly knew that wasn't where you left your controller. No, no he and literally left like, and came right huh, back. Okay. No. no. Fuck no. We're leaving the house. And then I'm yeah. alone? Yes. Oh, no. No. Uh, but he just puts the kettle back on the stove. <laughs> he goes into his bedroom, passing his bed to go into his closet and get his robe. But when he turns back around to face his bed, it looks like there's a person laying in the middle of it underneath the sheets. Mm-hmm. Our view starts to glitch as he calls out to the lump in the middle of the bed. And finally, he pulls the sheets back to reveal nothing, like literally a flat bed, like nothing. That was the tightest sheet I've ever seen yeah. in my life. <laughs> like, it looked great. But the thing is, is that... <laughs> nothing here. Yeah, it, I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah. Rattled, he turns and immediately runs into a bloody man just standing in the middle of his room. So he runs again and locks himself in the bathroom and then the screen goes black. (laughs) It comes back up and I thought this was maybe like the next day because he's not as horrified. But this is immediately after he goes into the bathroom, apparently. I was confused by that because I'm like, okay, he did what I would do, which is just sleep in the bathroom all night. That's what I thought too. 100%. But he's like, he closed his eyes to collect himself for a second. (laughs) Like, I don't don't understand. He needed a little bit of privacy. But Herman looks in the mirror as he talks on the phone with the doctor explaining that he didn't confuse a bloody person with a burst of light. And if somebody tried to tell me that. No. I, well, the doctor could have warned him better. He could have been like, you know, we did have several lab mice <laughs> die of fright. So <laughs> now it's starting to make sense because they couldn't explain to us what they saw. They were mice. <laughs> it's all coming together now. Mm hmm. But Herman demands that he come in tomorrow and the doctor fix it. I don't know. Take it out. I don't know. But he's done. But he slowly leaves the bathroom and walks down the hallway, which is shrouded in darkness. But you can clearly see someone standing at the end of it. Mm-hmm. I really like that shot. Yeah it's, yeah, it's creepy. You see just enough to be like, I think that's a person. You know, there's something there. Oh, yeah. 
He calls out to it before we see that it's a little girl looking a little rough. Mm -hmm. He falls, which I don't blame him, (laughs) and turns to look in the direction of another sound before turning back to find the little girl right in his face. He gets up and runs, locking himself in the bathroom once again, breaking a piece off of the door in his panic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sorry, that's some scary shit. That lock is not going to hold anybody. No, yeah, no. But it does, though. <laughs> oh, I don't know how. But. See, and that would make more sense if it was only just seeing them, but we just saw them knock the tea off yeah. the Yeah. So they can open a door. I mean, yeah, they can manipulate stuff. Yeah. But no, we're not going to waste our energy opening a door. We'll just move this controller. <laughs> I don't understand. That ought to piss him off. <laughs> but there's banging on the bathroom door, causing a glitch each time as he asks whoever it is to just go away. The next thing we see is him waking up in the bathtub the next morning and he slowly exits the bathroom and looks around. But the house now flooded with sunlight is empty and completely normal. So he lays down on the couch and goes back to sleep. <laughs> that I that annoyed me. I was like, really, dude? We're, go, go we're to going the immediately doctor. to the doctor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. already made an appointment. Uh-huh. I don't give a shit how tired I am. I can drink some coffee, eat some coffee. Mm-hmm. Or run get, on the pure fear. And yeah. <laughs> There's no way I'm like, oh, you didn't come back from a night out and think you saw some shit. You seen some no, shit. No, you did. Yeah. Go, more than, more go than to one the doctor. Thing. Yeah, go back. But he wakes up again as the doorbell rings, but it sounds like really weird and creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, did he get Distorted. an ear implant as well? Yeah. Yeah. Did, yeah. But the light has changed in the room and we see from his watch that it's now 7 p.m. So he slept all fucking day. He goes out to open the door, but stops to look through the peephole first and it's Sideshave, who is actually named Clarissa and played by <laughs> Hannah Hughes. But she catches him looking through the peephole and he recognizes her from the doctor's office and tells her that it's weird that she followed him here, which it is. But when she can't get him to let her in, she finally asks if he's been seeing weird shit like people who look dead. And she's like, you just really need to open the door. I would need more information before, <laughs> yeah. before I open up the door. Right. I mean, look, granted, she is very cute. And I think that's the only reason he lets her in. She's very cute, but also, yeah, I've been seeing dead people, so please come in and explain this to me. Yeah. That would have yeah. made me open the door yeah. immediately. I'm opening it because I want to, <laughs> not because I'm scared. <laughs> the adrenaline. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she invites herself in and introduces herself and immediately asks for beer or painkillers and says that she'll just have the beer since he doesn't have any painkillers. Yeah, make yourself at home. Yeah. Yeah. More on these ghosts, please. Yeah. Yeah. No, she just nonchalantly (laughs) is just walking through the... Yeah, no. But she tells him to get a beer for himself as well because he's going to need it. The camera comes back up on them in the kitchen and she sits down with her beer and explains that she was born deaf, but her parents got her a cochlear implant when she was 16 and it worked, but the implant made her pick up different frequencies. Like baby monitors? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) She was listening to all the neighborhood gossip. How how does she know that he's gone under the same kind of procedure? How did she know when she saw him at the doctor's office? Because she was staring him down then. Did her ear have a weird lens too? (laughs) I don't... (laughs) Like, you know? I don't know. I don't understand. It gets more confusing for me in just a few moments. (laughs) (laughs) But she asks him what happened to his eye anyway, and he tells her that he was in a car accident. She suddenly asks who the little girl is. There's a little girl here because she heard her crying when she came in, even though she's quiet now. And I'd be like, can we get down to it? Because... I'd say, can we have this conversation at a coffee shop? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> can we get the right. fuck we out of here? We do not need to be here. No. The site of the activity. Yeah, yes. no. 
But she gets up and wanders through the house, explaining that people go their whole lives without being able to see or hear at this frequency. So when people are able to, they take notice of it. Come on, man. Please stop being so vague. Yes. She says that that's why she found him, to warn him. The more he interacts with them, the more they can touch or even hurt him. He tells her that it's going to be fine because he's getting the implant removed tomorrow. But she says that doesn't change anything. They'll still be there. He just won't be able to see them. So at that point, I'm like, all right, I'm keeping it in. Yeah. Yeah. So at least I can see him coming. Yeah. And I'll fuck him up if they get too close. So just ignore them. Yeah. Just don't look. (laughs) Just don't look. It worked for, you know. Lisa. Lard lad. (laughs) (laughs) But she sits down and he turns to look at her, but sees a man in his underwear standing on the other side of the window. He warns her, but she says that she already knows he's there because she could hear him. She takes off her shoes and belt and chugs the rest of her beer. And she explains that it's her uncle and he was a bad person and she knows just what to do to make him go away. She pushes him onto the couch and gets naked. Now, (laughs) this is where I'm what? Well, you take the good, you take the bad. We have an Xbox right here. Like, I don't know why this this had to be your alternative. They preferred the sex box. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think Xbox over sex is... uh... I understand, but how many people are you doing this with? Because we met five minutes ago. Are you feeling insecure, Adam Wingard? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I just felt like it was so unnecessary. it, It was. Maybe just take your mind off of it. If you're totally into this... Then you're not paying I attention to that. Technically, but why they're having sex, but it's very forced. Couldn't they have just well, watched yeah. a movie? They could have done anything <laughs> else. Get out the fucking chessboard. You could have done anything yeah. else. Oh, I don't know. About I feel that. like these the chessboard. Yeah. <laughs> <I don't laughs> listen, know about listen. That. Herman's an intellectual. Mm. Um, I feel like these VHS films have like a titty quota. It feels like. But I feel like at this point they've met it. I don't recall any more in the film. I took note. <laughs> You're kidding, right? In this film? Yes, in this film. Okay, maybe I didn't take note. No, no, you didn't. <laughs> it's just it's just odd to me, and I don't know why they do it. Look, titties are great. Like nobody uh, <laughs> But there's titties and then there's gratuit titties. And these titties were gratuitous. Gratuitous. We didn't need right. them to me. Well, there's a difference between need and want. Now <laughs> <laughs> fair. You know what? You're right. I okay. will press on. But she pushes him onto the couch, as I said, and, and, you know, takes her clothes off. And Herman looks back toward the man who is inside now, but she urges him to just focus on her. And he does. And they kiss and it cuts to black just before they start showing each other the flesh. Yeah, I'm not trying to kink shame, but that dude's going to take me out of the mood fast. <laughs> I'm a little distracted. Yeah, like, that... does, does your weird uncle have to watch yeah, the whole the... time? or? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when does he disappear? Yeah. You said... You told when... me. <laughs> you said go away. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the main issue here is that none of this has made any sense so far. No. There's no. not one point that I'm like, okay, well then get me into the logic of this universe you're building yeah i know you only have i think this one's like 15 minutes long yeah. it's short but i mean we could have gotten a little bit more yeah 100 percent. i a agree a little less gratuitous and then just a little bit more backstory yeah. and you're right he didn't go away. no, <laughs> no. Just... he actually was in the room now he <laughs> yeah. got closer it's like dude back up <laughs> Jesus, go haunt that corner. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Can't you see I'm trying to do yeah, something? No. 
But later he wakes up on the floor with Clarissa still asleep on the couch and he covers her with a blanket. We see that she has a bandage on her arm that looks like it's bleeding. Yeah. And that's it. That never comes we up. Never, we never talk yeah. about it. And that was a major issue for me because it was in the shot and I was like, okay, so that's going to be a big deal. Yes. Right. It, never it even, wasn't. He, he never even is like, hey, what happened to your arm, man? Nope. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like there's nothing. But he goes into the bathroom and looks in the mirror and tells the scientist that he wants that footage sent to him. And that was kind of funny. <laughs> and he's very sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he turns toward his bedroom and sees that same human shaped lump in the middle of his bed. He asks if it's Clarissa, who he literally just left in the living room. But when he finally pulls the sheets back, it's that little girl. She sits up screeching and he runs. They do a great job of making you paranoid because as he's leaving the bathroom or he turns to the bed mm-hmm. to see that, there's a towel that's in the bathtub, but I thought it was another ghost. <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, oh shit, but it wasn't. Oh, it's a towel. Yes. I'm not afraid of those. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. But he sees Clarissa. <laughs> he sees Clarissa being dragged down the hallway and thrown into his pool. Yes, he has a pool. He tries to help her out, but something keeps holding her back and pulling her under the water. He jumps in to try to help her, but it glitches as he continues to try to pull her out mm-hmm. of the pool. I was trying not to say pull out of the pool, yeah, but, no, but saying it. here we are. He put maybe 30% of his effort into right. getting her out. Uh, he like, there was no try. Yeah, he could have done a little more, but. I was like, isn't this your girlfriend now? Or? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, first of all, what are we? And then yeah. maybe I'll save you well, after that conversation. What happened to your arm? Yes. <laughs> and then we'll figure it out. I like your hair. <laughs> but finally, he sees her lying on the bottom, just drowned. Like, she's just dead. Yeah. He gets out of the water and looks at the pool as he catches his breath. But water shoots upward out of it and he runs. I feel like I've said he runs about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. His eye was glitching more after the pool. Yeah. I thought the doctor the should have been like, no, don't get that, wi- that yeah. eye wet now. <laughs> Wetter than it already is? Well, I guess eyes are wet. That's yeah. the point of an eye. Well, that's not the point of an eye. The, p- the point of an eye is to see, but... That's a characteristic of an eye. There we go. But he sees a little girl and the bloody man as he runs into his bathroom, closing the door on the man just in time before he gets in. He goes to the sink and grabs a straight razor, saying that he's getting this out of him now. After he's like, I can't look at this shit. (laughs) After deciding that he can't look at himself while he does it, he looks down into the sink and uses the straight razor to gouge the implant out of his eye. It looks pretty neat. It does. And they're using their low budget to do it differently because on a higher budget, he probably would have looked straight into the mirror and cut cut that eye out. But no, I appreciate it. I agree. But he picks the implant up and looks at it with his hand covering the bloody half of his face. And behind him, we see Clarissa and her uncle. So she made it through the other side remarkably quick. Why is she? Well, he didn't save her. So (laughs) I'd be mad too. She's like, fuck this dude, man. I thought we were dating. (laughs) But he sets the implant down and leaves the room only to be grabbed by the bloody man while the little girl looks on. The bloody man comes back into the bathroom, grabs the implant and shoves it down Herman's throat. And we make the journey as the camera glitches. So what did you guys think of phase one clinical trials? I didn't hate this one. Mm -hmm. It was I mean, it was cool. But I like you said, there was a lot of what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Shit happens quick at that end. Oh, yeah. Like he like he wakes up and then all hell breaks loose and that shit was fucking the thing is also okay, 
So the the ghosts mm-hmm. wait for somebody to see them or hear them. Sure. Are they in cahoots with the scientists? Why are they so mad? We got a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did Herman kill these folks? I don't know. Right. Because he, he let her die and she's here now. I don't think let her die is well, yeah, well. <laughs> I don't really believe in his ability to save anyone after what I just watched. Because he did kind of like slow run around the pool. Yeah. He's like, oh, wait. Oh, Clarissa, yeah, no. Let me get you a pool noodle. He- <laughs> It's like, no, something's holding her up there, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> Pool noodle. This one was good, but not great. Right. I think it might be my least favorite in the bunch. I am torn between this one and another one being my least favorite, but I think it's probably this one as well. I think the thing the thing that gets me is there's really nothing outside of the eye gimmick. Yeah. Right. You know, there's no real story. There's some neat camera tricks, but yeah. there's just nothing to latch on to. Really, really cool camera tricks. And I will give it, I really enjoy the premise of it. It reminds me of that film, The Eye. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, I'm just impressed anytime one of these films can find a an organic and genuine way for us to be viewing this from the right. main character's point of view. I do appreciate that. Because... It gets really annoying when it's like, oh, wait, let me grab my camera. You would not be grabbing your camera. Yeah. Right now. You'd but just this, be running. Yeah, this, he can't help it. It's in his eyeball. Yeah. That's how we're seeing it. So I appreciate that. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Back to tape 49. Aisha finishes the tape and does not even look phased by what yeah. she's seen. I literally wrote she is unfazed by the tape she just watched. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I don't know how many more tapes I plan to watch tonight, but that's definitely the weakest <laughs> segment. Right. <laughs> 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 But she takes it out of the VCR and calls for Larry, who comes in and asks if she's okay. She says she is. She just watched something weird, but it couldn't have been real, so it's fine. (laughs) She tells him that she's cloning Kyle's hard drive and starts the video on the laptop again. Kyle says that the tape is the final link for him, and he's been told that it only affects you if you played in the correct sequence. But he's been... And then she stops the video. Can we hear more, please? Uh, please. Yeah. If you're watching these videos. So what I want to know is why these tapes are making people do this. Why? Why? If you watch it in this order, it makes you crazy or you do crazy. And what shit does you, Yeah. What exactly does what, it do? Where did they come from? Why is it these types of videos? You know what I mean? No, like, I totally get that. And the thing that really sucks is that I read in an interview with Adam Wingard that in phase one clinical trials, they hint at something about electromagnetic fields as being opened up with the eye implant and mm-hmm. the ear implant. Right. And then he said that that idea was going to be fleshed out more in tape 49 as something within these tapes that are releasing things. But they cut it. Oh, my God. So we, Why, we man? I don't know. So we just remain clueless. And it's just some weird guy on a laptop saying the sequence. Yeah, yeah. it was a short enough film. Yeah. We could have we put it yeah. in there. I think they really took to heart that the first one was so bloated. Which it was, but there's a line. Give us a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, because then tape more 40, story. Tape forty nine is just pointless. It is. It, it is. You know. Yeah, it's not, just a vehicle for us to not to spoil what I think about it later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you loved but, it. Got yes, it. but no, we did. We talked about it, and I was like, I don't understand. Why are you not telling us this? That's what I want to know. Yeah, yes. me too. Because explain. How, for, where are these coming from? Like, there's yeah. just there's so yeah. many there's so many avenues What's you could take. What's the first one? Yes, that's a that's yeah. a good question. That's a movie. <laughs> but Aisha asks if this is the missing kid on the tape, and Larry tells her yes, and that he found journals in his room that are just nonsense. 
He's like, but you should definitely keep looking through these tapes. And I don't understand why. At this point, I'm like, is he setting her up? Yeah. Which would be more interesting. But spoiler alert, that's not what's happening. Um, (laughs) But he says that maybe they'll find something relevant in them. So he leaves and she plays the video for a moment while Kyle says how the supernatural elements of the tape can affect your cerebral cortex. So I think that's where they're hinting at it. That's the most that we get. Yeah. But she stops it again because she's like, Kyle, please. Too much. Too much story. (laughs) And she loads another tape into the VCR. And then again, we get the blue screen. Now, this one is a ride in the park written by Jamie Nash and directed by Eduardo Sanchez and Greg Hale. Eduardo Sanchez, again, of the Blair Witch Project. So glad to see him. So cool. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you have one of, I would say, the originators of modern found footage films. Yes. You Mm got to get him involved at some point. And he is involved. Yes. So this one starts as Mike, played by Jay Saunders, starts a camera on his bike and then puts on a helmet with a GoPro on it. And our view of what's happening is coming from those two cameras. I did want to point out just off the bat, Mm -hmm. his shirt says Frederick, Maryland. And I looked it up and Frederick, Maryland is 20 minutes outside of Burkittsville. Oh, (laughs) and this was filmed in Frederick, Maryland. So I'm wondering if these are the same woods. That's fucking cool. There's also, I feel like, maybe another Blair Witch Easter egg later. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was yes. like, I can't be the only one that thinks this. No, okay. that's the, I was like, yep. Mm-hmm. Loving it. So his girlfriend calls, lightly chastising him because they were supposed to have breakfast together. And she says that he rides that bike more than her. That's and- not the mechanics of sex, <laughs> but, <laughs> but go, go off. off. <laughs> But they joke a little bit and she tells him to be safe and they get off the phone. He puts in his headphones and he's off. He rides along very briefly until a woman runs out onto the path asking for help. Listening to dubstep. Sure. Whatever gets you pumped. You guys remember dubstep? (laughs) (laughs) No. It was It was twenty thirteen. Yes. Um, but she's bleeding and can barely stand and asks for Mike to help her boyfriend. He jumps off his bike and tries to help her. But she falls on the ground and just starts retching. Yeah, nope. No. Yeah. I gotta go. Now, she did interrupt his workout, but on the plus side, I guarantee his heart rate is still up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no loss there. Um, and eventually, she just starts to projectile vomit black stuff into Mm-mm. the grass. Mike notices people slowly walking toward him, and he calls out that the police are behind him, and he also has a big fucking stick, so they better just run. So he does pick up a a big fucking stick and start walking toward them. But they just continue to shamble forward. He runs back over to the woman who's still crouched on the ground and tells her that they have to go now. And I'm sorry, man. You got one. Bring your ass. And then I'm gone. Has nobody seen a Romero film? I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, I I can't. You have one. And maybe not even one because yeah. you might have some no. shit. That I, I don't want it on oh, my bike. No, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. As soon as you're throwing up and I see the black stuff, uh-huh. I gotta go. I'll call help. <laughs> we'll come back yeah. for you. <laughs> but she turns around. Her eyes are now completely white, and she growls and pounces on him. We hear her biting and chewing on him until he finally gains the upper hand and bashes her head in with a rock, mm-hmm. killing her. With blood on his GoPro, he looks up to see the people in the woods still coming toward him. From the camera on his fallen bike, we see him holding his bleeding neck as he runs off. He might as well stone himself at this point. Yeah. That's yeah. it. It's the, you're done. As the people from the woods walk by the camera, we see that they're bloody and one of them is just dragging his entrails yeah. behind him. 
I was like, damn, belly sausages and everything. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all here. It's real shit. But Mike continues to run and yell for help. But we hear his breathing get more and more ragged until finally he drops to his knees and then he starts to vomit up what looks to be black blood. Yeah. He is surrounded by some kind of shrubbery. Mm-hmm. And it was at this point I realized I don't know what poison ivy looks like. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's the real fear. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not going to matter for him in a second, but <laughs> yikes. Wait, it could be all over him. Mm hmm. But he falls to the ground and seizes, then gets back up and falls again. We hear him groaning weakly and see his hand lie limp on the grass. And Mike seems to be dead. We then hear voices until we see a couple riding by on their bikes and they see him and stop. The man goes over to Mike with the woman close behind him and they assume that he's dead. But the woman asks the man to check his pulse to make sure because he looks like he's been bitten by something. Uh, first, no. Yeah. <laughs> and second, uh, no. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Like we're, I'm no. already calling the police. That's There's really yeah, all we can to, do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, tie, tear your sleeve off, tie a marker so somebody can see it. <laughs> yeah. He's at the tree with the vine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she does call the police as the man checks the pulse and then backs away. She gives her report, but Mike's hand slowly starts to move. He groans and the man crouches back down next to him only for Mike to spring back into action and attack him. This was one of the moments where you should have minded your own fucking yes. business. <laughs> Still call for help, but you don't need well, to be yeah, all up in this man's yeah, face and, in his space. Right. No, you can you can be a good Samaritan from over there. Yeah. Yes. Right? <laughs> Sir, you smell gamey. It's like, you gotta be that close. <laughs> gamey. <Yeah>. Not gamey. <laughs> well, he's out in the woods. That's true. Rolling around. I smells wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this made me think of something that Anthony Jerome M had asked us one time about horror movies influencing your day-to-day life. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, to any normal human, normal good Samaritan, you would crouch down and maybe administer CPR, maybe feel for a pulse. Me? This is what I'm expecting you to do. Oh, yeah. yeah. You are going to jump up and rip my throat out. <laughs> like, there's no... I'll call the police from over there. One of the initial steps of beginning CPR is checking the pulse. Yeah. So he is perfectly... Doing it properly, yeah. But I think one of the steps should also be make sure his eyes don't... <laughs> make sure his eyes aren't, <laughs> aren't rolling back white. <laughs> <laughs> so after biting the man's cheek off, he goes after the woman and bites her leg, but she's able to escape. Mike looks down at his own arm before taking a bite out of it and then... I guess he didn't like it because he spits it out on the ground. It did nothing for him. No. It's like tickling yourself. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But he goes over to the man who's bleeding out on the ground and bites his fingers off. He holds the bleeding hand up to the camera, then tries to eat the man's wallet before throwing it away in disgust. I feel like this is the only media that I've seen where a zombie has to work out what it is He's to be like a zombie. figuring it out. Yeah. yeah. Usually they're like, oh, no, the meaty bits are right. my favorite. Yeah. Brains. Yeah. But he's like, do I like money? I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't Guess like not. it. But finally, he pulls up the man's shirt and hits pay dirt and greedily yeah. starts eating his intestines. <laughs> the woman, who is now a zombie as well, shambles back over and begins eating the man's intestines with him. Oh, so now you come back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the man finally sits up and he is now a zombie, too. And the three of them just shamble off together. <laughs> We cut briefly to home video footage of a child being presented a birthday cake 
and we go back to the GoPro view and the zombie trio walk into the little area that this party is taking place and start wrecking shop. Now, very interestingly, the birthday girl is played by Bianca Sanchez. Oh, I love uh, it. <laughs> His That's exactly what I would yeah. do. Um, I just thought of stepbrothers when they're like, we're here to fuck shit up. (laughs) (laughs) But between the video camera footage and Mike's GoPro, we see everything go down. They start taking people down left and right, creating more zombies immediately. The turnover rate is so fast in this short. I like it. Me too. I don't mind it because I feel like the way they handle the zombies are pretty cool. Yeah. But Mike is pushed back and burns his hand on a grill and looks at it like, God, yeah, <laughs> looks like a whopper. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> but he follows a father and kids to a van and the father stabs him in the face with like a big serving fork. The old fork in the eye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the kids are able to get in the van and Mike chases the father, but he also makes it into the van as Mike bangs on the window and sees his own reflection. He touches his own face and stops. And it seems like he's kind of marveling at what he's become. There's marveling. Marveling and like not like. He wasn't wasn't like, oh, shit. Not uh, not in a good way. (laughs) He's like. Did I bite my own arm? (laughs) That was crazy back then. For me, I feel like it's a very emotional shot. It is. Which I did not expect. No. But I felt bad. Very much so. He's like, I should have just rode my girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Don't exercise is my takeaway from this. Don't do it. But he turns away from his reflection just in time to be shot with a shotgun. The man with the gun takes out a couple more zombies before being taken down himself. As the van with the father and the kids speeds off, Mike stands back up and looks around. We can see from his GoPro that the fork is still stuck in his face. (laughs) It's a nice uh, continuity situation. He sees a woman sobbing over a man and starts toward her, but stops to pick up a teddy bear on the ground. When he does, he's hit by a vehicle and run over. On the ground, he pulls the fork out of his face, taking flesh out with it. He looks over at the woman still crying over the man and then looks at his phone. And it's his girlfriend who asks if he's okay because he just butt dialed her. The woman looks up from the man and stares at him. And she runs off as his girlfriend tells him on the phone that she loves him and she can't wait until he gets home. He's like, I'm pretty fucking far from. (laughs) (laughs) But he turns toward the shotgun on the ground and there's a zombie eating a man like just beyond it. He crawls toward the gun And when he gets to it, he picks it up and presumably puts it in his mouth. He pulls the trigger and we spin in the air as his helmet flies off and lands next to Mike's body. The blood flows from his head as the gun in his hand smokes. It looks fantastic. It does. Honestly, all of the gore effects look really good. Yes. Mm -hmm. But so what did you guys think of a ride in the park? I remember that I liked it, but I was like, yeah, it's all right, you know. But watching it this time, I really enjoyed this one. My exact <laughs> thoughts. Yeah. yeah. The first time we watched it, I don't know why, but I remember being bored. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I remember. I, well, I remember being like, oh, that's, I guess that's a cool, like, we see it from the zombies point of view, whatever. That's uh-huh. that's fine. But watching it this time, I'm like, that was emotional. Yeah. yeah. That was, it had depth in such a short little piece of story. Yeah. And just the genius part, like you said, of seeing it from the zombies' yeah. point of view. Yeah. You see how the other half lives. <laughs> the other half. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But, and he's relatable because he took a bite and he didn't like himself. I don't like myself. It's. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just like that there was still humanity left in him. That yeah. he's like, it's like you see the gun or you see what you are, the zombie eating the man. And he's like, no, I'm I'm taking the gun. I'm not doing this. And I just, I don't know. I just love it so much. And the thing is, is that again, that's kind of the importance of revisiting films you've already seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I, this to me, the first time it was unremarkable. It was okay. It was fine. But yeah. now it's, it's my second segment in the whole movie. I, yeah. It's my second favorite as well. Mm-hmm. Like by a long shot, it's not yours. No, yeah, I'm oh, saying oh. yeah. Like mm-hmm. when you were talking, I didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> sounded like a non-committal. No, mm-hmm. it did, right? No, I, I remember like like you said, liking it the first time and being like, oh, no, that was pretty cool. Yeah, and then uh, watching it this time, like you said, it was, and then you got to think about it. It's a fucking zombie, and you got all of that from him. Yes, you yeah. know what I mean. It's like uh, half of the video is just him wandering around, yeah, figuring out what's happening to uh-huh. him and trying to understand why. And like you said, I don't. Uh, what other choice did you have? Yeah, no, he if you, uh-huh. if made you the same still choice. I have made. that much know how to be like, I've got to do something. Uh huh. Uh, and then it. hearing his girlfriend's voice yeah, I feel like, like it was I can't just, go home to that I'm yeah. gonna hurt her he was yeah. still in there yeah. yeah it was weirdly like beautiful and sad yeah. in a weird way and I do want to commend an actor that's like yeah I'll be your lead actor and you barely see me yeah that's yeah commendable oh yeah but yes I think we all enjoyed a ride in the park yeah. <laughs> fantastic <laughs> it's really great but back to tape 49 Larry finds Aisha sitting in front of the static screen and she looks dazed He startles her and she says she must have fallen asleep, but we see that her nose is bleeding. Mm -hmm. I was so caught up in the last segment that I thought she was going to be a zombie. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to God. But he does give her correct advice about not tilting her head back. Yes. Yeah. I was like, this man is taking a first aid course. Right. (laughs) But she tells him that she's having a migraine. He pushes past the gun in her purse to find her migraine medication, but it's not there. He tells her that they passed a drugstore and offers to go get her medicine, but he says he feels weird about leaving her here alone, which he should. This is your girlfriend, correct? Right. Go together. Right. So at this point, I was like, did you say I like you're planning on leaving me in this fucking place? (laughs) I can go get it. That's a weird way to pronounce we. (laughs) Yeah. And then this is at this point, this is when I was like, wait, you guys are yeah. together? What? I don't get it. Because the, the vibe he's giving her, his tone, and it's like, you don't... Like you said, if they were friends or coworkers or whatever... That would make more sense. Yeah, oh, yeah, but, I'll go grab it for you. Like, yeah. you don't feel... I feel like you would I'm, still feel a need to I'm, protect her. I'm not... Yeah, I'm not leaving you in this fucking house. I would hope not. <laughs> there should be more concern. Yes. <laughs> oh, you got one of those fucking yeah. migraines again? All right, I guess I'll go. No. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's like we, dude, I'll be right back. Yeah. Did you're you forget fine, where we right? are right yeah. now? It's like, are we buddies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll go get it for you, bro. Yeah. But she tells him that she doesn't feel like moving at all and insists that he just go. And I would hope that in that situation, you'd be like, no, oh, get up. No, yeah. We're going. Uh-huh. But he leaves and we see someone crawling in the next room as Aisha puts in another tape and then the screen goes blue. So I think I speak for all of us when I say that this is the main attraction of VHS 2. 100%. We were talking about Safe Haven, written and directed by Timo Jajanto and Gareth Hugh Evans. So I just want to say a couple things about them. Please. They've made each of them. Timo, he made a movie called May the Devil Take You. And he also made a movie called The Night Comes for Us. And apparently these are some of like 
the coolest movies made recently and i've not seen either of them really but on the strength of this i really want to no i'm here yeah i'll watch whatever and gareth evans he made the raid and the raid 2 and also a movie called apostle and again i've heard these movies are amazing Mm -hmm. apostle was recommended to us yes and that's him yeah i'm here i'm here for it but (laughs) the crazy thing about them is that for their inclusion on vhs2 they were both contacted separately if they if they wanted to submit a segment mm-hmm. and then they were like well we've always wanted to work together would it be okay if we did it together yes please and yeah. They said, yeah they said yeah and here we are the best segment in the film absolutely so we come in as a crew lena played by hannah al rashid malik played by oka antara and adam played by fashri albar and johnny played by andrew solomon hide a button camera into lena's shirt mm-hmm after zooming in and deciding that it's not noticeable, they move on. But I did notice Lena holding her stomach as they are looking at her shirt. Only so slightly. Right. Interesting. <laughs> so we cut to a restaurant and they record as father, played by Epi Kuznandar, explains that everything they see is temporary because there's a whole other higher plane of existence. And he... His family and his disciples are getting closer and closer to passing through the gates to paradise. Mm-hmm. So if what he said wasn't sp- suspicious enough. Right. Uh, how about going to a coffee shop and he orders a whole ass glass of milk? <laughs> <laughs> I already don't trust it. Can you explain why I was like, well, that's weird. <laughs> I <laughs> I did notice the milk, too. He was enjoying it, too. He but, was. I he mean, had both hands on he it. He did. Like a child. <laughs> He was going off. He was. He was. And I, all I could think the whole time, honestly, I was like, I don't like what you're saying, but I want to <laughs> hear more. Yes. Please go on. There is something magnetic about him. Yeah, I, I go on. And I can't right. explain it. Yeah. I did see in an interview, Gareth Evans said that everyone in this film is a pretty well-known Indonesian actor. Huh. And they all worked on this on the cheap because they believed in how cool it could be. I, yeah. I love that. I love it. Malik asks if he means the whole gates to paradise thing metaphorically, and father insists that he means paradise in a literal sense. But he says that it's already begun and they're all on the precipice. After father asks Johnny to back his camera up, which he is like yeah. all up in his face. As I was watching this, I'm like, I've done a lot of videography. <laughs> uh, Never that close. There's a zoom function, my yeah. guy. <laughs> he was. Like, good lord. But Malik asks if they can continue this interview at his commune and father is not here for it. Non-believers are not allowed inside Paradise Gates because they see he and his disciples as just a freak show. Malik starts to rebut, but Lena grabs his hand and interjects. That's exactly why father should let them in, because they would provide an unbiased view of the commune that only showed the absolute truth. Sometimes it's not about what you say, it's how you say it. Oh, yeah. Because they both wanted the same thing, but she got it. She's like, listen. (laughs) Father seems to be struck by this statement, and he looks like he's thinking it over, but he doesn't answer. (laughs) But the recording does cut out, and we cut back in on surveillance footage from the commune. There are two things that happen there Mm -hmm. that I want to talk about really quickly. The first thing is... There are some moments when father is talking. I don't know if you guys noticed, but his voice is echoing. Right. Like it sounds like he's double. And I don't know if that's Hmm. just like uh, some kind of glitchy situation, Uh but it was enough to perk my ears up. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? Right. 
But the second thing is before he accepts or whatever, because he doesn't say anything. Yeah. He looks down at Lena's camera. He did. Um, I say camera now because it's very interesting. interesting. Yes. I was just distracted by the milk. His, <laughs> <laughs> that too. He looked like uh he made the like uh, prince on Dave Chappelle face. He was like, oh, you know, he's like, he's like oh, well, yeah, yeah. He was interested when like, you said well, she I got mean, it. She put a little yeah, spin on like, it. Mm-hmm. That yeah, it's seen PR, man. It's, yeah. yeah, it's your words, not your intention. Right, obviously. But at the commune, over these like surveillance videos, we see a man dragging heavy bags down a hallway. We see children singing in a classroom and a woman lighting candles. We cut to father in his office with his shirt raised and a box cutter in his hand. There's no good reason for any of this. No. And so already before they even step inside, you're like, something's not right. (laughs) Which we really knew at the coffee shop. The minute he ordered milk, they should have been like, wait a minute. Yeah. (laughs) He's got the scary cat back and he's uh (laughs) He's like, what are you doing? (laughs) What is happening? But it cuts to the crew in the parking lot and Johnny tosses Adam a spy cam and Lena and Malik make their way to the front of the commune where a woman and a young girl stand waiting for them. The woman known as Madame, played by R.R. Pinerti, tells them that it's safer for this commune to live far out because the city is too dangerous for father and they can't let any harm come to him because he's their sole shepherd. Okay, I got a lot of problems already, yeah. but <laughs> I do want to point out that Adam flat out in front of the commune says to him, have you seen my spy cam? Yeah. Like, I was like, dude, what are you doing, dude? Play it cool. Zero chill. You don't know where they have cameras. You don't know anything. Right. Nope. But the little girl, I think her name was Lydia, puts a necklace on Lena and Lena asks if the other girls helped her make it. It has a little stick figure on it that mm-hmm. looked very familiar to me. I think uh, Ellie Kedward made it for her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but the little girl tells her that she's not a girl anymore. Father took care of that. But Madame <laughs> ushers her away before she can finish talking. I think at the center of every cult is just some creepy, horny old fuck. Yeah. Yep. That's what I was like. So he's fucking the kids. Though. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, yes. Well, I mean, Don't God, be coarse. Yeah, yes. no. <laughs> it's like, God damn, dude. <laughs> It's it's awful. It's disgusting. But they're like, well, let's let's still keep our appointment with him. I'm like, no, leave. Right. No, yeah, they, they that... just came to get the tea. I don't think if this was anything altruistic or genuine, they would have called everything off and sent some authorities. Or That's yeah. what I would have well, yeah. done. Show oh, them the tape that you just filmed. Father did what? Yeah. You know what? Uh, maybe we can come back tomorrow yeah. and then send in We something. forgot our cameras. Right. <laughs> holding it. This yeah. is just for sure. No, you didn't. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. But they go inside and they focus the camera on a wall that has framed photos of father and his followers. Underneath each photo is a large version of that Blair Witch symbol on Lena's necklace. But Lena takes off the necklace and hands it to Adam, telling him that it's just too creepy, which I probably would have kept it on while we were there. Yeah, I. okay. part of me appreciated that she took it off because I probably might have done the same. I would have wanted to, but you don't know what's going to offend people. Yeah, I I think what happens next is the worst of it, though. Right. So 
Adam tosses it to Johnny and it falls on the floor and Johnny just kicks it across the room. Now, if they ask you, hey, what happened to the necklace we just gave you? Now, what are you going to say? What necklace? Like, oh, Johnny yeah. loved it. <laughs> Was this your card? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if she tossed it to Johnny and he took it and just held on to it, you she'd dropped be like, oh, it. Johnny loved it and he yeah. wanted yeah. it. And yeah. so he's holding it. Instead, it's like, oh, we kicked it and we kicked that fucker in the in creek. The creek. <laughs> <laughs> but they head downstairs and pass little girls jump roping. Malik asks how many children live here and Madame tells him 20. He asks if father has any children and she replies, we're all father's children. Cool. <laughs> so they continue filming a man examining a woman in her room, a group sitting at a table that all stand as they walk by and a man playing a song for the classroom of children as they sing. So it was creepy enough without them rising out of the chairs. Mm -hmm. Yes, but no, that took it to a whole other level. Yeah. Also, Johnny blasted them in the face with the light like Mika. Yeah, yeah. But Malik asks if they can film the children and Madame is like, you can only film what father allows. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. This, I don't know if you guys have ever seen on, because I know Vice did it a long time ago. Mm -hmm. They went on a guided tour of North Korea and this was very reminiscent of that to me. Really? Where it's just so guarded and they only show you what they want you to see. Right. And if you go off too far, then you get in trouble. Yeah. Like it's a, it's, it was very reminiscent of that. Also, I did read that this was born out of Timo Jojanto. He researched and was going to make a feature film about Jonestown. Oh, man. Well, the influence is here. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, yeah. <laughs> I would like to watch that. Yeah. We still make it, please. Make it, Timo. <laughs> Timo, please. He's listening. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Oh, yeah. Um, But Adam notices that there are cameras mounted on the wall and Madame says that they are needed for security. Which they've already stated that they live far out. Yeah. So I would be like... But I thought you said... And inside, though? <laughs> yeah. Not outside the commune, but in in the halls? From what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we cut to father's office. And as they prepare for their interview, Adam mics father up and then goes over to Malik and is like, there's blood on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> But father says that he's waited so long for this day. And Malik takes that as a cue to start the interview, which I don't think that's what he's talking about. No. But just as they try to begin, Lena begins to gag and she can't stop. She finally excuses herself to the bathroom, telling them to just start without her. If I'm Malik, I would be fairly concerned to see my girlfriend go off on her own in this well, place. Yeah. Yes. But he's like, oh, so father, I've got a list of questions. Yeah. Then. yeah. <laughs> Tunnel vision. Yeah. But when they try to start back up again, Adam is like, I'll go check on her and leaves Malik to just stay and try to press on with the interview, which should have been roles reversed. But OK, yeah. Malik starts by broaching the subject of the relationship that father has with the children here. And father snaps. Well, what's your point? I haven't even gotten the question. Out no, yeah. he hasn't. Because he's like, this might be a little sensitive. Yeah. yeah. You know, no. But. We go back into the hallways with Lena's button cam and she looks in on the children. She asks where their teacher is, but they're all busying themselves by coloring. When she reaches out to look at one of the drawings, she's startled by Madame and Lydia standing in the doorway. Madame slowly walks toward her as Lydia trails behind and they look kind of like glidey yeah. and weird. Yeah. But she says that the children are beautiful, but not as beautiful as Lena's will be. She tells her that she is very blessed and she reaches out toward her, 
But suddenly Adam walks in and is like, is everything okay? <laughs> and Lena takes this opportunity to get the fuck out of there, walking past Adam and down the hall and ignoring him when he's like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> if I'm Lena, I'm radioing into Malik. Sorry to ruin your interview. I'm waiting in the car. Yeah. No more. Yeah. That's it. Back in the office, though, father advises Malik that you have to remain pure in order to follow this path. He helps maintain that purity by washing away impurities from followers, wives and children. He says that what they may see as unnatural, this commune sees as progression, which is funny because like you ever notice in cults that nobody's allowed to fuck in that like the leader's allowed to fuck everyone. Yeah. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, God came down and told it's me like, specifically. Right. Only me. It's yeah. like weird, right? Your wife. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's disgusting. All of your wives. But Malik is like not even trying to be cool for the interview, which is good. But yes. he's like that. He sees it as underage children being involved in something illegal. And father simply says that he has blessed them and they're going to stand with him at the gates, which I thought these were the gates. But yeah. I guess there's bigger <laughs> gates and nicer gates that were. How many gates right. are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but he says that the others have waited so long to ascend, but he only has to look forward because he's the one that holds the key that will unlock the gates. Which gate? <laughs> <laughs> talking a lot about gates. Bill Gates? <laughs> <laughs> he's getting a divorce. He is single. Crazy. Um <laughs> But as he switches back to his this is all temporary rhetoric, Johnny interrupts to tell Malik that the battery is almost out on the camera. Annoyed, Malik gets up to go get a spare and Johnny sits down in Malik's chair and smiles at father. But father does not smile. back. <laughs> Very unprofessional. <laughs> it's yeah. Couldn't bring another battery. With it's you. unbelievable. And That's... they have them. They're yeah. in the car. <laughs> But Malik runs out to the car to get batteries for the camera. And as he's searching, he notices Lena on a screen from Adam's hidden camera that we saw him get earlier. He puts the headphones on and listens as the tea unfolds. Basically, Lena is Malik's fiance and Adam is Malik's best friend. Lena is pregnant. And since she and Malik have not shown each other the flesh in quite a while, <laughs> she and Adam have obviously been having an affair and it's Adam's baby. While I am here to have my cup filled with tea. Right. You know you're wearing a secret camera. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so shut the fuck up, right. man. Yeah. Even if Malik isn't watching this footage live, which he is, this is on camera. Yeah, he's like, I, can I review the footage we took at that no. commune? No, yeah. no. I've got it. <laughs> but she tells him that they owe it to Malik to tell him and asks which one of them is going to do it. She flat out says, I'm pregnant and the baby is yours. And he's like, <laughs> before, <laughs> before Adam wow. remembers that they are wearing cameras and tells her to cover hers, which it does go dark, but yeah, they're still speaking at full yeah. volume. Yeah. He doesn't know where the mic is. Yeah. In the darkness, Malik continues to listen as he tells her that they're just going to go get this taken care of and no one will be hurt. She tells him to fuck off. She'll tell Malik and whether she keeps the baby or not and whether he leaves her or not, she doesn't need Adam at all. He gets mad and storms off, leaving Lena to sob. And Malik just kind of closes his eyes as he's processing everything. Back in his office, father stares blankly at Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, I love that he tries. He's like, so you take the train here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's no Malik. No, he's not. 
Johnny kind of starts to question him about organized religion, but bells start to chime and father raises his hand to silence him and tells him that it is time. That's never good. Time for me to get the (laughs) fuck out of here. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He grabs the intercom on his desk and announces, brothers and sisters, my children, lovers of my life, follow me for I've been the compass of your souls. Months, even years. Oh, it felt like eternity. But now we are approaching the final steps. Today, at this very moment, we will reach our salvation. This is it. The final key to paradise is ours. I don't like the sound of any of that. No, I do appreciate it feels very Jim Jonesy. Absolutely. Even more so in a minute. Indeed. But as he speaks, Adam goes into a dark room with a flickering light. I guess he's just like, I'm mad and just wandered (laughs) blindly away. But in a hallway, there's blood on the ground and blood on plastic dividers on the other end of the room. Over the intercom, father instructs his wives and children as they each take a cup and they're instructed to drink every drop. I will say this is an upgrade from Jonestown because it did look like chocolate milk. (laughs) So it wasn't flavored. (laughs) I know. Because it wasn't Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid's like, thank you. Because we've been taking the heat for that boy. (laughs) Is that boy Jim Jones? I don't know. (laughs) That boy. Yeah. Back in the office, father tells them to hold firm and not be afraid. Guide themselves to the promised land. Johnny tries to speak up and father brandishes his box cutter and tells him not to interrupt. Yes, sir. Right. <laughs> I'll just sit back down. <laughs> He's making that announcement. His lips were dry. They as were. <laughs> they were. <laughs> we see more in the commune and then we come back to the office and we see more in the commune. His lips are wider yeah. every time we see him. He could have used some of that chocolate milk. <laughs> right? Hey, get father something to yeah. drink. Wet that whistle, sir. It's bad, dude. But Adam continues down the hallway through the plastic dividers with bloody handprints on them. And inside is a room with a monitor and a hospital bed. On the bed, someone is beneath a very bloody white sheet. Oh, yeah. The floor is just covered in blood and the machine beeps slowly. Adam pulls the blanket down to reveal a woman who appears to be dead. He begins to cry and starts to put the sheet back on her. But she springs back to life, flailing and kicking. He jumps backward and we see that this woman has a huge pregnant belly that has been cut in half and like pulled open. Very terrifying. Horrifying. Firstly, but I do want to commend the set design in this little hospital room. Yes, Mm -hmm. it's disgusting. It's incredible. Yeah. And put a pin in this because this to me is a very interesting wrinkle to this cult's story. Okay. But we'll talk in just a minute. Okay. (laughs) That lady was fucking tore open. No, yeah, they yeah. did her. I don't know how she came back to life or I how she sprang back up. If a dinosaur did that, <laughs> I don't know. Think they got dinosaurs? Sure. I. <laughs> <laughs> but Adam runs. Back in the office, father continues his speech as he starts unbuttoning his shirt. We switch to Johnny's hidden camera, and father takes his shirt off to reveal symbolic cuts on his stomach. Now, they're cuts from the box cutter yeah. we saw earlier, but Johnny's like, what the fuck? Like, he's <laughs> yeah. like very fucked up about it. He's not growing wings. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's like, Johnny, this shit is just starting. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> if you think that's bad. <laughs> but Johnny tries to speak up and father hops up on his desk and tells him that he was warned to keep quiet and jumps on him. Father tackles him to the floor and stabs the box cutter through his throat before slitting it and spraying himself with blood. 
father just begins to hum and walks back to his desk and continues giving a speech. I saw in a little commentary kind of feature ad with Gareth Evans on, I think, Total Film. He said that the humming was improvised. It's so Mm. effective. It is. Yeah. And such a little thing that speaks so much to this character because he's like, so anyway. Yeah, yeah. whatever. This motherfucker spitting. (laughs) (laughs) And man, that throat cut is hard to watch. Yeah, Yeah. it's bad. It makes uh, me squirm every time. Wonderful. Yeah. Bad in the best best way. Yes. (laughs) But in the classroom through Lena's, you know, like button cam, one of the teachers notices her looking in on them and calmly closes the door as she pleads for them not to do this. She looks down the hall to see four masked women looking very COVID chic walking toward her. (laughs) (laughs) They were ahead of their time. So (laughs) Madame speaks up from behind her, telling her to rejoice. The time has cometh. And when people start saying cometh, you got to get the fucketh out of there. Because nobody talks like that. Nobody says that unless you're doing some doomsday shit. Some bad shit's going to happen. Nobody who means me well would ever say that to me. (laughs) Never. (laughs) But the women grab Lena as she screams. Back to Adam, he runs away from the little surgical suite, we'll call it, and finds his way to the classroom. The teachers are dead, one on the floor and one in a chair, and the children are all slumped in their desks, also dead. It's jarring and very upsetting. But outside, Father continues to preach as Malik slams the car shut and runs back inside. Like, dude, you've been out there for a very long time. (laughs) He runs down the halls until he comes to a room of men all standing and wearing matching white button downs and khaki pants. They all say amen and shoot themselves in the head before falling to the ground. The arrangement of them in a circle and then ending in that violent thing. Not only is it frightening, but it's so memorable. Yeah. It stays with you. Mm -hmm. And I see it because I remember that being a part of the trailer. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, of course. I mean, it should have been. that. That's intense. Yes. They gave yeah. no fucks, followed no. orders. Just, mm-hmm. See you on the other side. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> but suddenly a man comes running into the room, chased by another man with a shotgun. The man with the gun shoots the other one, and then he shoots Malik, right? I think he shoots in his direction. Yeah. I feel like he ducks it. Okay. I thought he got shot because he's bleeding in a minute. Too fast. Yeah. <laughs> Too fast. <laughs> he might have gotten shot, eh? regardless yeah shit's going crazy it's going nuts malik is able to overpower the man who only chants amen before shooting himself yeah malik is able to leave the room only to be overtaken by three other men and two hold him while one hits him with another shotgun back to adam he runs toward the entrance of the compound in time to hear malik screaming for help and then several gunshots He enters the room to find Malik on his knees facing the wall as the man with the shotgun aims at the back of his head. Malik yells at him to go find Lena, but Adam tries to help. The man with the shotgun aims it at Adam and tells him to back off. Adam cries and apologizes to Malik, but Malik only looks down at the ground just before the man shoots him in the back of the head. And we see the view of Malik's camera as Adam just stares at his body. The editing of this piece is excellent. It is. And it literally, no joke, it shocks me every fucking time that Malik dies. Yeah. Because honestly, if you're looking at character arcs, after everything that Adam's done, he should sacrifice himself. He should. For Malik. And Malik is like, I got this. Which he shouldn't. (laughs) I don't know why. I got this. But it means a lot that he's still like 
go save her. Yeah. After what he knows they've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He loves but, her that much. Yeah. Exactly. Dude asked him politely to wait. He's like, wait, yes, sir. <laughs> He's like, you will yeah, get your right. turn. Please wait your turn, sir. <laughs> Take a ticket. But the man out of view turns to Adam to tell him it's been a pleasure to have met him before shooting himself in the head. I barely know you. Very nice. But yeah. Very yeah. polite. <laughs> Adam falls to his knees and sobs, but gets back up when he hears Lena screaming. I just want to take this moment to acknowledge how fast everything has turned the oh, fuck up. yeah. And it never lets go. No, it only gets more intense. But we cut to father singing in his underwear and covered in blood as he leads the women down the hallway. They have Lena who is kicking and screaming. Adam finds help. Is it a <laughs> pipe, a piece of metal? A weapon. Yes. And goes after them. The singing stops and Lena lets out a long scream before the door that they're behind just explodes and knocks Adam back. So you're like, what fucking else? (laughs) What else? Now shit is exploding. And then someone crawls across the ceiling and down the hallway. Who was that? (laughs) Shit just keeps getting worse. At first I thought it was father, but then we see him in a second and it's like, oh, that's just somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's just Greg. Yeah. (laughs) He did that before shit started going weird. But Adam looks in the doorway to see candles lit on the floor and father standing in the middle of the smoke. Adam raises his weapon as father steps toward him, but father tells him that he doesn't need it anymore. It has been fulfilled. He smiles and then starts wheezing and Ooh. then he fucking explodes and blood flies <laughs> Spontaneous everywhere. Spontaneous Yeah. He's like, oh, you don't need to use that. I'm going to take yeah. care of it. Like, he did. <laughs> I saw in that commentary, he said that the director of photography had the camera that he was holding and then they counted down to when father was supposed to explode and they just threw buckets of blood at him. <laughs> It worked. It worked yeah. so well. Because as he turns around, you see all of it just cascade. Yes, yes. And you're like, honestly, when he exploded, I'm like, I don't think anything else can shock me. Yeah. I have seen it all. Where do we go from here? <laughs> but we continue. But we keep going. Adam continues forward to find Lena being tied like to a table by the four women, the four COVID chic women who had pulled her aside <laughs> earlier. Madame turns and screams at him, but Adam just hits her in the face with the pipe and she's down and he beats her to death. He turns on the women holding Lena on the table and they're dead, right? I I don't know. I'm pretty sure they're dead. Zombies? Kind of. Uh, Yes. Deadites? See, no joke. (laughs) Right? From this, I got Evil Dead vibes. I can see that. Their eyes are white. They're all screaming and shit. But he pulls them away. They won't let go of her to the point that he rips them from their own hands. Like their hands are still on the table. Death grip. Right. But he tries to pull Lena up, but she just screams for him to get it out of Mm -hmm. her. Her belly looks bigger now, and he lifts her shirt to reveal symbols carved into her stomach. He holds onto her stomach, and Lena screams as something moves beneath the surface of her skin aggressively. It's a good way to describe it. Yeah, (laughs) that's all I got. Her screams stop when a horn rips up through her stomach. Adam runs as we watch a demonic being climb out of Lena. Just a couple things here. Number one, this ties me back to the first hospital room. 
I think that was a failed attempt at what we're uh, watching. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is really interesting. And to then me. they just left her there. Yeah, because oh, yeah. she's of no use anymore. Oh man. The second thing, I think we very clearly see how they did this with the table and yeah. the yeah. fake body. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. No. No. It's yeah. awesome. It is. And the last thing is that the demon's growls and its voice are done by Gareth Evans. Oh, I love yeah. it. <laughs> But Adam runs back upstairs and sees Johnny. He calls out to him. But when Johnny turns around, he is also a zombie slash deadite slash whatever. (laughs) Adam runs from him and through the classroom where the children now sit up in their desks. And what was even scarier to me for some reason is the teacher holding the guitar in the chair. He's saying one. He's like, you guys want an encore? All right. (laughs) (laughs) One last ballad. and I'll send you home happy. (laughs) But they all turn toward him and they're zombies too. One of the children grabs him, but he pulls away and knocks the teacher down as he just continues to run. He turns back to see the demon throw Johnny out of the way like he's nothing Mm -hmm. and come down the hall toward him. He falls next to a room as a couple is having sex and blood is spraying everywhere. So I have a few things here. Please. As they entered the commune and they were being shown everything in happier times. Right. right. The man examining the, the woman. The man was caressing a woman's face. Mm-hmm. And so Gareth Evans and Timo DeJanto, uh-huh. they decide, okay, we kind of want everything to go fucking crazy. Yeah. So as this is continued to being filmed, they're getting more and more ideas and just adding them on the day. Oh, man. <laughs> so that couple that was just caressing, they're like, hey, what if you guys are having the roughest sex of all time and, at the end? And that's <laughs> that's the thing. I know I had talked earlier about shit being gratuitous yeah. or whatever. This added to just the hysteria. Yes. Yeah. And it made it scarier. It's bedlam. <laughs> it's yeah. just fucking and bananas. Like The other thing is that the kids... They were. He was just supposed to run through, and they were just dead. And he's like, "Oh my god!" But he's. They were like, "Hey, what if they were reanimated?" They're like, "Surprise, bitches!" Yeah. yeah. And they they told the makeup artist, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I could see if I can rig something up." <laughs> and it's great. It yeah, is, it is. The crazy thing is, this entire in sequence from I guess the demon coming out of the table and on, they told them that they had two hours to film this entire sequence. Oh my god! And they filmed it in four hours with the stuff that they added in. So everything you see. <sighs> is filmed in four hours. That's unbelievable. From that point forward. Unbelievable. But Adam gets back up and continues to run, understandably. He makes it toward the entrance and finds a man sitting with his back to him with a gun in his hand, and he just is repeatedly pulling the trigger, but the gun is empty. Terrifying. Yes. Again, you're like, they couldn't show me anything that's gonna... (laughs) (laughs) It's like every little piece that they add in, it's like, no, that's scarier. That made it scarier. In the next room, the men who all killed themselves earlier are up again and run toward Adam, but he's able to break free and continue to run. He bumps into Malik, who grabs him and roars, and his face looks crazy. Yeah. (laughs) It looks so good. But Adam smashes Malik's head into the wall, and it's like, God damn, how much are you going to do to this dude? (laughs) Break his heart, break his head. (laughs) Literal insult to injury. But he runs upstairs, finally making it outside. He takes off his shirt, which was is really cool because we're in it. Yeah. And he oh. breaks the window with it and throws it onto the dashboard. And we're just still watching. Yeah. Right. I love that so much. And again, I know it's a trick of editing because they probably just spliced it with a right. camera already on the dashboard. Right. It's amazing. I don't care. No, it it's looks amazing. Good. I don't care. 
but he drives away. We hear running footsteps and roars as Adam drives and finally something crashes through his window. Adam is knocked to the side and everything turns black. When it comes back up, Adam wakes up bloody on the ceiling of the upside down car. The car begins to shake and Adam cries out in pain and we're pushed out of the car as Adam starts to climb out of the window. Our view is under Adam's face and we see the horns of the demon appear above him and above the car and it growls. Adam looks down, you know, I'm sure not wanting to fucking look (laughs) at it. And the demon says, Papa, before spreading its wings His mind completely broken now. Adam drools and laughs hysterically until the camera malfunctions and cuts off. So what did you guys think about Safe Haven? It's brilliant. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's to me, it's worth the price of admission alone. Period. Everything about it works. I mean, it's beyond. You would think that throwing all this stuff at the wall that it's going to feel gratuitous or it's going to be too much, but it's like, no, everything from this point forward is just the world ending and yeah. going insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got to buy into that and just, it's honestly one of the most unsettling sequences I've ever seen. I completely, completely <laughs> agreed. I, I like it. I love, <laughs> I love cult shit anyway. Yes. And this just, man, they brought it. I, I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah, I enjoy demonic stuff. And then uh-huh. like this whole, I was like, this is great. Uh-huh. Uh I maybe didn't need the papa at the end. Was like, hey, uh, I, you I, know I what? Mean, and I'll, I'll be completely honest. The first time I watched it, I was like, it would have been perfect except for that. Now watching it, I'm like, no, that's what made Adam lose his fucking mind. Uh, but like, you know, that's, I mean. We know, we know. I mean, to me, it punctuates the whole thing. Yes. And the, the crazy thing is they talked about that, too, because they said, look, because to me, I said, I would have watched this as a feature film. Uh, no, 100%. Yeah. But they said they're like, look, with the ending we had in mind, if you watched a feature film and the ending was the demon saying Papa and spreading its wings, everyone would be pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it works here yeah. because we really just spend 30 minutes with these people. Yeah. And I keep going back to the editing because I did see in that featurette that this was filmed in, I believe, either three or four different locations. Mm -hmm. And they used splicing to make it seem like one place. It does. Yeah, it it really does. They just, I I can't believe the amount of work they put into this short. No, it's it's really good. And the thing that I like that it does is we get a full-ass story. Yes. In the short time. You have mm-hmm. the drama with the yeah. love triangle. Yeah, we you have the There cult. didn't even need to be that much like character development but at they did all. It for us. <laughs> <laughs> but you got it in that short time. Mm-hmm. And you're oh shit. And then, yes. Oh, that's your baby? Oh, oh. fuck. <laughs> that, you know, oh you my barely leak. know yeah. these people. But you feel it. And then when dude's running in the end trying to get out, you're like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Go get away from him. You know what I mean? Running through the zombies. It's like fuck. Fuck, get away, get away. You're you know, yeah. you're watching it. You're in you're, it. Yeah, you're you're invested in this short ass time. This grabbed you mm-hmm. and you want more of this. I did read that the original cut of this was forty five minutes, and I'm like that gif. I'd like to see it. Yeah. <laughs> but the other thing for me that makes it so difficult, and we'll talk about it, of course, when we get to the ratings, but if we're judging this on its own, this is a 10 for, for me. For me, I, I completely yeah. agree. I totally agree. So that's why I was like, my scale is broken. Because yes. somebody, uh, what do you call it? The curve? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's all fucked up now. My one complaint is not even with the short. 
it's with the placement of the short. A hundred percent. This is your mic drop ending. And it should not be buried as second to last by spoiler alert, a short that's not as strong. Yeah, I didn't understand that either. I wish they would have ended on this short instead of the one. But I mean, not saying anything bad about that one, but I feel like this was the strongest one in the bunch. I felt like Adam, like my brain was broken at the end of it. So you needed a palate cleanser? (laughs) No, (laughs) the exact opposite. Every time I watch VHS 2, the last one is like... You don't care? No. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, there's there's no way you're topping that. You can't follow it. That's that's my... I yeah. completely agree. My brain's blown out the back of my head. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's There's just no following it. It was a colossal mistake they yeah. made. But back to tape 49. Larry returns with aspirin and ibuprofen to find Aisha dead on the floor. Larry runs to her and screams for help But next to her on the floor, he finds a tape marked with the X and then a new tape next to it with watch written in blood, question mark, (laughs) on the cover. He pops it into the VCR and the screen cuts to blue very quickly before we move on to the last segment. Mm -hmm. If I'm dead, John Paul, you better not be watching no fucking goddamn (laughs) movie. So that you can. He wrote, "Okay, shouldn't we be calling the cops? So, well, in all fairness, for 0.2 seconds. Now, you, no, yeah. you look at the back of her head. She blew her brains out. Yeah, but... That's I didn't still, even catch that. But no, I don't yeah. know why she did that. Maybe the headache was that bad. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I've had migraines and... They're fucking suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have one now? Yeah. <laughs> migraines suck. Yeah, yeah. I... <sighs> I just didn't. I thought, I was like, why are you not calling the cops? I don't know. And I noticed that too. I was like, oh, okay. So she shot herself. Well, in all fairness, he can't call the cops because we did break into this house. It doesn't matter. Oh, I don't care. Okay. I don't okay. give a shit. <laughs> if, if you're that scared, then don't call the cops, but cry. You better fucking cry. Or go outside Carry and call out. the cops and take off. Try to revive I mean, me. Uh-huh. He's just like, well, it says watch. I yeah. guess right. I gotta watch it. He's like, look, she's not getting any deader. Yeah. <laughs> Let's watch this flick. (laughs) Good thing I bought these chips at the store. Yeah. (laughs) We're at the final segment, Slumber Party Alien Abduction, written and directed by Jason Eisner. Now, about Jason Eisner. Okay. He actually, in 2007, I believe, they had a contest at South by Southwest run by Robert Rodriguez. Hey. It was a trailer contest Mm -hmm. for Grindhouse. All Love right. Grindhouse. And Jason Eisner won with Hobo with a Shotgun, if you've heard of that. Mm-mm. He actually would go on to make it into a feature film. All right. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's, I think, where he came up. Yeah. But I just thought it was interesting. That is- <laughs> <laughs> I was leaned forward waiting for more, yeah. but yeah. that is interesting. That is all I got. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've heard one of them on the game talk about that movie i've never seen it because i've Neither heard have I. i've heard something similar to that and i think uh that might have been something they were talking about i think it's got rudger hauer i don't all right yeah, yeah. <laughs> but slumber party alien abduction you said yes yeah. and away we go all right two brothers gary played by rylan logan and randy played by cohen king play with their yorkie tank played by riley eisner and they're homemade. So it's the director's son? Right. His furry son. <laughs> <laughs> 
wearing their homemade like robot costumes, yeah. which I thought were very cute and cool. But their parents come outside and tell them to leave their sister alone because she has to study. Randy says that he's sure her boyfriend is going to show up in about 20 minutes, but they don't pay attention to him. They just get in the car and leave. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> God, you're such a fucking nerd. What a nerd. Like, I hate this kid. <laughs> but we get a little more footage of the boys playing with their very awesome dog before <laughs> the boyfriend, Zach, played by Jeremy Saunders, and his friend, that's he's credited as Zach's friend. Very good. Played by Tyler Ross and Melissa, played by Hannah Prezenko, pull up and ask where Jen, the sister, is. Zach kicks their radio and breaks it when he can't yeah. hear the boys confirm that she's up in her room. He's got a lot of anger, this kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did we say last in VH? Is it the testosterone? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, th- this is something, and I know it's got nothing to do with the movie, but... Um, <laughs> well, no, I've I never understood why shows and movies do that. Like, the the older sister's boyfriend is like a dick to the little brother. Yeah. It's like, aren't you and supposed like, to suck up and well, get yeah. in good with well, the not brother? Like that. If you're breaking my younger sibling's shit, yeah. I don't care who you are. No. I'm not going to be very happy about it. How much does the sister suck now? You know? Yeah. yeah. All the way. Buy him a video game. Fucking <laughs> yeah. like, what? <laughs> what if she bought him that radio oh, for Christmas? Yeah. Shit. Now what? Go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But later, the brothers' friends show up and they grab water guns to go mess with their sister and her friends who are hanging out on a dock behind another very beautiful house. So many rich people getting murdered. I'm saying, man. But they fill up water balloons with pee and swim over to the dock and throw them at the group, the teenage group. (laughs) One of the boys swims down into the water and the boyfriend jumps in after him and we see a fucking flat out alien. (laughs) Yes, yes. It's a split second, Thank but I was like, "Um, you. I'm sorry." <laughs> I said, "Are we? Are we going to pretend like we didn't just see a I, full I, ass alien?" I expected him to pop up and be like, "Wait, wait!" But he pops up and just keeps yeah, playing. Just, oh. I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> it cuts to the boys putting the smallest boy in a cage, spraying him with silly string, and then walking away. So I'm guessing no, these crazy boys. Is this like Jackass Junior? Right. Yeah. But we cut again to the boys loudly opening Jen's bedroom door. Like they do it slowly, but it's literally like, (laughs) like it's the loudest door in the world. But they find Jen played by Samantha Gracie and Zach in bed together. They run in yelling and playing loud music to quote unquote ruin their party. Uh And they chant babies making babies as Jen and Zach yell at them to get out. The camera glitches like crazy and comes back in on Zach screaming at the top of his lungs <laughs> that he's going to rip their dicks off. Like, All right. L- l- hold on. Let's go back for one second. Uh-huh. So I didn't know if maybe I, you know, was freaking out. But did the like the horn go up and the room was shaking, right? Yeah. It yeah. got crazy. For, and nobody noticed. No, they just, they just kept going. <laughs> like lights I saw. Yeah. Yes. But they're just like, how dare you break up my yeah. love? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love making i don't know why they're old now <laughs> i did i saw in an interview with eisner he said this was a true story he did this to his sister he busted oh, in uh, and she probably beat his ass yeah. probably they're like you're acting crazy out there <laughs> man <laughs> but they run and hide outside as that continues after them saying he tasted their piss now he's gonna taste their blood which i you could have come up with a better yeah. line, but maybe don't brag about that. No. As the boys hide, one of them notices lights over the water and asks what it is. 
When the other boys turn to look, Zach finds them and snatches their camera away. And Jen and Zach continue to yell at them until the camera cuts. It comes back up with Jen and Zach in the kitchen watching as porn plays on the TV in the living room. All of the boys are asleep except for Randy, who is showing himself the flesh. (laughs) What is happening? I don't know. I myself wouldn't have put this in this. No, I'm I'm literally watching this. I'm like, I better not see fucking Victor Salva's name in the credits. (laughs) That would be the only explanation because this should not be here. No. I get it. They're teenage boys. I've been a teenage boy. I get it. But we don't need to see. <laughs> we don't need to see what's going on. Here. No, and his friends are surrounding him. All yeah, of his friends are there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hang on. We'll talk about it in a second. Okay. But they put a camera on Tank the dog and send him in, running in after him to tell Randy that he's been caught. Doesn't she call him a cum dick? <laughs> I yeah. I... I hate every line in this one. <laughs> but... And you tell him that the video is going to go on the internet. His friends wake up and one of them was like, you were, you were jerking off with this right here. Yeah. yeah. He has every right to be. Yeah. <laughs> fucking asshole. Just, oh my God. Asshole. Right, go to the bathroom. What are you doing? <laughs> but they're bickering back and forth until a bright light explodes with a loud sound from the window. So the second time gets their attention. Right. Before the lights go back out, we see a figure standing outside. Zach goes to get their dad's gun and Jen makes sure the doors are locked and calls the police. We watch from Tank's camera as Zach goes into the other room yelling and threatening whoever's outside, but he's immediately taken down. (laughs) Jen goes to look for him and out of nowhere, the room is filled with fucking straight up aliens. (laughs) (laughs) No hyperbole. They are. They're the greatest. Yeah. yeah. Fucking aliens, dude. And. I was just going to say, they did everything right. They armed they themselves. Did. They called they the did. cops. Uh-huh. It wasn't enough. No match for the aliens. No, no, it never is. But Tank is suddenly sealed up in the sleeping bag with Gary as they're being carried out of the house and thrown into the lake. These aliens just chose yeah. violence. Like, they didn't even... I'm confused. They're like, they're peeing and... Blo- Fuck yeah. that. They're done. <laughs> like they're the humans done. can't stand that's water for a long time. <laughs> that's that's set them off. <laughs> that's when they first saw them and they were like, I like, don't like oh, this one no. bit. He was treading water under there. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? They're disgusting. <laughs> Even I know that's for the toilet. I'm from outer space. <laughs> that's a waste. <laughs> <laughs> but water begins to fill the sleeping bag as the boy screams for help. Tank is able to get free and Jen finds him in the water. Randy pulls the dog up onto the dock and Jen finds Gary in the water, which I love how she saved the dog before she saved her brother. But (laughs) priorities. Yeah. (laughs) They pull him up as well, but he's not breathing. They perform CPR as light starts to flash and we hear roaring. Aliens climb up onto the dock (laughs) just as Gary is able to breathe and they all run. So I just want to say uh, positive, negative, actually negative, positive. Her mm-hmm. CPR is bullshit. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> We're not all instructors. Okay? Well, I apologize. But goddamn, do the aliens and the lights look cool. Yeah. yeah. And in a second, we see them like silhouetted against the smoke. Yeah. And it looks beautiful. It's honestly. fantastic. I love I it. I do honestly like how the aliens like just in general in this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they all run and hide and the aliens lose track of them until Tank starts to bark. Just like fucking be cool, dude. You've been quiet this yeah. whole movie. This dog isn't worth saving at this point. <laughs> oh no, he's a Yorkie. Well, I apologize, but yeah. he's gonna get us all killed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but the cops pull up and the aliens spot them and they have to run again. They run toward the sirens and the lights, but that bright light flashes again and the cops are gone. Now 
did they like obliterate the cops or were they just goofing? I think they knew boot goofing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think they were on alien jackass with the fucking prank that they just pulled. Okay. That was my question. Yeah. I don't think they were real police. Okay. But a light blares and we see them grab Randy and smack Tank out of the way. Although it is a crime to impersonate the police. I don't know if they're aware of that. (laughs) The more I think about it. Add that to the list. (laughs) I guess home invasion is also a crime. Home invasion, attempted murder, child abduction, um, stalking. Got a rap sheet. (laughs) (laughs) But Jen tries to call for Randy, but the abduction light flashes again and they run and find shelter in a barn. The aliens bang on the door and finally open it and come toward them. Jen tells Gary to climb the ladder and hands Tank to him, but is taken by the aliens before she can climb up too. The aliens climb up and Gary holds on to Tank while he is abducted. As he flies through the sky, he loses his grip on Tank, who falls to the ground, and we get a shot of the bloody dog as he whines, which was the the death, the only death that I cared about in this one, because <laughs> Tank did nothing to anyone, yeah. but... The screen goes black and we get glitches. And then this is when we see tits for no reason in the middle of the glitches. See, I did not notice that. Yeah, it happens again in a minute. I was just like, is the doggy okay? (laughs) (laughs) It's just raspberry jam. Okay. So what did you guys think of Slumber Party Alien Abduction? Uh, It shouldn't have been the last one. No. It was okay. Right. I do enjoy the aliens. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. that's about it it was was funny we didn't need the jerking off kid you know uh the brother sister and the older kids and the younger kids thing was you know funny whatever but yeah i mean that's about it i think if i'm gonna put an air freshener on this one the lighting was probably the most interesting of any segment Mm -hmm. that's fair uh they had some shots the one through the trees was reminiscent of et oh yeah and i mean it's aliens and shit uh, although the ending should have come with an epilepsy warning. No oh, shit. Because yeah. <laughs> that was fucking... Yeah. I, I was like, I hope I don't secretly it dormant right. have it because it's, it's, it's unbelievable. A yeah, a lot, of, a lot of lights and sound. Yes. And yeah. it's like, God, calm down. I think this should have gone on third. Yes. Yeah. As a like almost a palate cleanser between yeah. uh, Ride in the Park to Safe Haven. Right. But... Uh, Having it go on last it makes it kind of forgettable mm-hmm. because your mind's already been blown. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I'm sorry. I Nothing against you or your segment, but. Yeah. Yeah. I'll keep my thoughts brief. I like how the aliens look. Mm-hmm. But overall, for me, I would ask for more Yorkie and less Jorky. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the final, the final uh, piece of tape forty nine. Are you okay? That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I love it. You're you're hilarious. <laughs> Thank you. But Larry looks down at Aisha and presses play on Kyle's video on the laptop. So not only did you watch a whole ass VHS while yeah. I'm laying here dead, now you're like, what's going on on this side? And yeah. you're on the laptop. Cool. Kyle tells the camera that he thinks he's ready. As he shows his gun to the camera, he tells us that his mom supports this decision. So now you're like, that bitch was in on it, too. (laughs) He places the gun under his chin and says it's time to make a tape for himself. He thanks us for watching before pulling the trigger, but he is not dead. He quickly sits back up, holding the bottom of his face, which is blown apart. That looks good. It looked great. I'm... 
I don't understand this motivation of it's time to make my own tape. I would care more if they flushed that out because I don't know what that means. Or if he was like, ah, botch toe, botch toe. Either one of those would have given me joy. As he's running out of the room. Yeah. (laughs) But he rushes. This is the one part I do like. He rushes out of the room, knocking over a lamp just as Larry and Aisha enter the house. So that was the sound they heard. That part I do like. Yes. But as Larry watches the tape, we see Aisha begin to twitch. She suddenly sits up and attacks Larry. He snaps her neck and tries to run. But when he looks back, she's still crawling after him with a broken neck. And that looked cool. It did yeah. look cool. And he snapped her neck with no hesitation. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> I don't think he cared for this one. <laughs> I think that's what we've uncovered here. But he hides in a closet <laughs> with no hesitation. <laughs> he hides in a closet as Aisha crawls by. He readies his gun and shoots her when she appears again in the crack of the door. But suddenly he hears gurgling and turns to see Kyle sitting against the wall of the closet, obviously still missing the lower half of his face. I don't know why I put that down like it was a shock. <laughs> it hasn't grown back. He's not a lizard and it, it, it doesn't work that way. Kyle kills Larry. I'm not exactly sure how. I think he chokes him. But Larry had, he must have had know. no air in his lungs. Yeah. He was, <laughs> he was already, smoker. he was already yeah. exhaling, I think. <laughs> and his face is covered in blood though. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know what happened. Um, Maybe that was like off of Kyle's face. It was cast off. His mouth is wide open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Larry's dead. And Kyle gives a thumbs up to the camera before it gives way to static. And then we get the other, the shot of tits again. I missed that one. And then, well, no, because I think when I saw the thumbs up, I rolled my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Your eyes were preoccupied. Yeah. They were looking at the back of my skull. <laughs> but we hit the credits. And so what did you guys think of tape 49? You know, I did say that VHS was my least favorite frame story. Mm-hmm. This is right up there. There was nothing here. It's not good. I just don't understand. Like, you look at Tales from the Dark Side. That's an excellent frame story. It's so good. You don't need a lot. Just don't make it pointless. Yeah. I wish whatever you said that they took out that fleshed out the VHSs more. Yeah. That frame story is the perfect vehicle to give us some explanation there. Yeah. And y'all just didn't. You didn't. You gave us two characters that we don't care about (laughs) and a third one that we don't care about. So they took it from (laughs) five characters in the first one we didn't care about to two. So it is an improvement. Uh, It (laughs) is an improvement. But I like how he's like, my mom's okay with this. Like, we know his mom. Like, like that, like... (gasps) Yeah. It only makes sense to them. They're like, she paid us. (laughs) But for us, we're like, what? Who? But okay, overall, what did you guys think about VHS 2? I we didn't need the Steve O thumbs up. No, like, I, we, I agree so hard. I, um, <laughs> that was like a almost killed it for me. I'm not gonna lie. It, it's cringeworthy, honestly. Yeah, because it's like why you already have this dude who looks cool without a bottom jaw, uh-huh. right? And he looks like what the fuck's happening? Yeah. Why are you alive? But but that's your priority. Wouldn't he be like an excruciating pain? He should be screaming the whole time. Oh, yeah. He should be something. <laughs> yeah, because he was quietly shuffling around in the background when they first got there. Like, Well, I'm sure you can live without your jaw, but I mean... Don't you need medical attention? Yeah. I would think, right? You can't just like, oh, this is fine. <laughs> Walk it off. Now I'm yeah. not a doctor. Take a salt right. tablet. <laughs> 
But it, I mean, I enjoyed this more than I did the first one. Mm-hmm. If we're judging it as a whole with the shorts in it and everything, yeah, I feel like this one's superior to the first one. Mm-hmm. But I did. I enjoyed them. Not, not all the stories are strong, but I feel like I feel like they're good enough for this to, to not be a bad movie. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. To me, I think that you kind of run in the same issue with every horror anthology where the quality is a little inconsistent. Yeah. yeah. And what <laughs> hurts it the most is that you have one segment that is just far and away superior. Yeah. And so it kind of brings down the quality of all the other ones because you're like, well, you're no safe haven. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of hard, like like the the alien one, to follow them. Oh, that was just a horrible it's, idea. Yeah. It's impossible for it to follow. Whatever they put after that... It- is going to even look worse. If I was Jason Eisner, I'd be like, you set me up. <laughs> like, Literally. Did they have a fight? And they're like, we're putting you yeah. in the end. No, no, don't. Yeah. It's like, why? And I feel like the frame story could have been done better. You know yeah. what I mean? You didn't need much. Not really. But the, like, that's what, like them, I didn't read couple at all. No. Hmm. So I don't care. You know what I mean? And then, like you said, he... It didn't grieve at all. He's just like, oh shit, you're dead. Let me watch this. Yeah, no, I think Webster's defines a couple as people who care when the other one dies. <laughs> and they did not meet the criteria. No. no. Um, and like you said, the frame story of the original one is so vague that they really had an opportunity to give us more. Mm-hmm. And they just they just didn't No, And if you're going to make it a franchise, flesh it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you need to. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, what are we gaining from these frame stories? Yeah. They weren't even looking for tapes, yet they kept watching them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, what the fuck? As, yeah. as much as we disliked the frame story in the first one, it at least made sense. Yeah, it did. <laughs> but before we move on to ratings, I will ask y'all, what's your what is your order for the segments like best to worst we can do best to worst or worst to best but we've got tape 49 we've got phase one clinical trials we've got a ride in the park Mm -hmm. safe haven and the slumber party alien abduction i'm gonna go best to worst go go so safe haven of course um (laughs) the walk in the park Mm -hmm. i'm gonna say the alien one because i did like the eyeball one but it was really short and mm-hmm. it was just kind of like, what? Right. Uh, so it'll be the, what is it? The slumber party mm-hmm. and aliens and then eyeball guy and then tape 49. Tape 49. T. I feel like it might be exactly the same. <laughs> I think mine's also exactly the same. <laughs> safe, safe haven, ride in the park, alien abduction, clinical trial and tape 49. Yeah. And I'll be honest, yeah, yeah. alien abduction gets third place by the skin of its oh, fucking teeth. Yeah. yeah. I think solely on some of the striking visuals and i really do love the look of the aliens oh, i yeah. feel like that is literally the only thing that pushes it above the clinical trials you give clinical trial a little more background mm-hmm. and it's number three 100 oh, yeah. percent. oh just yeah. that simple but i guess we can move on to ratings mm-hmm. this one is genuinely difficult for me because i was two of them are so fucking good one of them is amazing so I'll go with my baseline for VHS 2. And then I'm going to add a half a point for a ride in the park. Ooh. And then I'm going to add a full fucking point for safety. Wow. Because there is some shit in this movie that I don't appreciate. Right. 
safe haven is so good <laughs> like i'm not gonna punish you for right, what they right. did because you're you're well, great no, yeah. poison um, pizza poison pizza <laughs> <laughs> um so this is going to be high for the overall film, but please know that this is, I would, if I was only grading on Safe Haven, it would be a 10 for me. I fucking adore it. I love everything about it. 100% agree with that. But it is going to be weighed down by some of the other stuff. And I know we've really been heaping praise on Safe Haven, but A Ride in the Park was also so fucking good. Yeah. Um, the other ones were fine. So <laughs> with all that being taken into account, with an extra 1.5, on a scale from one to 10 deadly videotapes, I'm going to give VHS two, 8.5 deadly videotapes. I know, damn, but safe haven. That's, okay. all I, that's, that's my justification. And I will now open up the floor. Well, my mind has been blown a second time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I genuinely agree with every point that you made. In reality, I mean, there's two segments that I loved. Mm hmm. A couple segments that I kind of liked and then one that was just a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to average it all together. One thing that I do want to say is that I really appreciate that you can tell there was communication between the filmmakers because no segment is alike. Yeah. No. And we talked about that with the first one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're totally right. And I mean, I think that that's so great because it gives you that variety as a viewer. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, it's just another one with some asshole dudes. Yeah. Yes. That got really old in the first one. But this one, they kind of figured that out. Which again, I said at the top, they really fine-tuned a lot of complaints that I had with VHS. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I, I have to commend them for that. But the thing is, it's just horror anthologies, a lot of the time, if you have different directors, especially, you're going to run into inconsistency problems. Yeah. yeah. And there's going to be one safe haven. <laughs> We've said yes. it enough. That just, what? Yeah, I know. Big surprise. <laughs> no it shines, outshines everything. But if we're talking about averages, it bumps everything else up too. Yeah. Because I will tell people, go watch VHS too. Yes. Because safe haven is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And again, like you said, a ride in the park is no fucking slouch. Not at all. And my appreciation of it grew after watching it this time. Mm -hmm. It's just the other two segments and fucking the order. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah, that was like a huge mistake. I don't know who let that happen. I don't know either, but don't don't do the next one. I hope you got the order correct. We'll see. We'll, we'll find see. Out. Yeah. But I'll shut up now <laughs> <laughs> and say that on a scale from one to ten deadly videotapes, simply on the strength of those two I gotta give VHS two seven deadly videotapes out of ten. I can't go as high as you because I had to. As much as I love those two segments, it's an anthology, man. That's what sucks. I get it. I get it. But uh, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed this movie more than I thought I was going to. Yeah, very fair. And with that, I won't even pretend that I. Like I was like, oh no! Nah. Like there were times when I wanted to just watch the movie. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? And I was like, man, I was like, this is, you know. But like I said, it's better than the first one. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, I can actually sit here and enjoy this and not be annoyed or be whatever. You know what I mean? But with that being said, as as I won't front like I didn't enjoy this movie, right? Yes, because I did, and I'll be honest, I, I, I really, I was like, damn, I was like, I might watch this again just to watch it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just to kind of not have to take notes and sit there and you know what I mean, watch it for what it's worth. Uh, 
So for me, on a scale from one to ten deadly videotapes, I'm gonna give VHS two eight deadly videotapes. Fair. And I will, I'm not gonna lie, I will seeing how much I enjoyed watching it for the show, mm-hmm. will probably watch it again just yeah. to watch it. I will literally if the other segments and they aren't, but if they were complete trash, I would watch this movie again just for Safe Haven. Agreed. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. Like, yeah. There were points that I was watching it and I was like, fuck, I forgot I should be taking notes. Yes. I because you're engrossed. I'm shirking my duties. Right. <laughs> I'm at work right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all from us at Pod Morden. What would you rate VHS to and what should we watch next? Let us know on Twitter at the Podmortem. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Be sure to follow each of us on Twitter at Blood and Smoke, at RealStreeter84, and at TravisMWH. Please consider pledging to our Patreon and stay tuned until after the music for a special shout out to our Winnie Go Getter patrons. And remember, even if prying into other people's affairs is technically your business, sometimes it's best to just mind your own. Until next time. Thank you for staying tuned for a special thank you to our Wendigo Getter patrons. Yeah. Woo. Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> a very special thank you to Chris Ontiveros, Kristen Lofton, Megan Martinez, Kimberly Bass, Melanie Van Husden, Sophie Hodson, Anthony Jerome M., Jordan Nash, Kent and Allison O. Morton, Guy54, Lala Thomas, Travis Anissa Hunter, Miguel Myers ATX, Mandy, Jennifer Perez, Pepperoni Pierre, Jacob Tyler, Carissa, TJ Bronson, Gabrielle Trevino, and Spooky Mom. Thank you so much, as always. Yes, tape you very much. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That was bad even for us. I felt awful about it. (laughs) But we do appreciate you guys. Yes, very, very much. Throughout everything, each and every one of you have still made us a very happy show. Two. <laughs> VHS, VHS two. two. <laughs> it's a sequel. Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we should start a call. Wait a minute. Hey. No. Your mic is still on. Oh, no. shit. Until next time. We should do it. Are we starting a call? <laughs> <laughs>